Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Drum for the Song Podcast. Welcome to episode six of Drum for the Song Podcast. I am your host, Dane Campbell. And today, my special guest is the incredibly talented Ash Sheehan. Ash plays drums for the voice of rock Glenn Hughes, plays drums for the twang, but he also plays drums and takes the frontman and lead vocal role in his own band, the Dead Sea Skulls. I had a truly fascinating conversation with Ash. He talks about his Irish traveller family roots and how his family got him into playing music at a very, very young age. You'll find out in a minute. He talks about his love for Buddy Rich and some other inspirations. He also told me some great stories about how he got the Glenn Hughes job and what it was like headlining festivals with him. Basically, he is a super entertaining man and you need to listen to his words of wisdom. Let me know if you're listening to this via my social media pages at Drum for the Song on Twitter and Instagram or you can find me on Facebook at Dane Campbell Drummer or you can join the official Drum for the Song Facebook group. We had a pretty long conversation this time, so let's just get on with it, and I hope you enjoy. Drum for the Song Podcast. Hey, I'm here with uh, Ash Sheehan. Now, how's it going, Ash? How are you, mate? You yeah, right? yeah, really good, man. Really good. I'm having a good day. What have you been up to? Uh, nothing really. <laughs> no, well, yeah, I got, exactly. <laughs> nothing in this in this current climate, do you know what I mean? You're sadly not playing drums, like the same as me. Well, I had, I, had a, I had a bit of a session the other day, um, first session back, studio session, uh, which was a bit weird because we were all self-isolated, well, I say self-isolated, but partitioned in the studio. Yeah. And we all had to do the, 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 the distancing thing, and do you know what I mean? It was uh, It was a bit weird. But it, it kind of works in the studio because you've got like you know your vocal booth and you could put the drummer in the far end of the corner or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So it it it, it worked, but it was just a bit of a weird environment. Do you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's that's the cooler it's possible for you to actually do. But first of all, do you mind like explaining a little bit about your your family history and how you got into music through that? Yeah, well, my family are Irish travellers and. Uh, they were Irish show people. Um, came over from Ireland in a barrel top caravan, traveling with the circus, uh, performing with the circus. Um, we've got a history of fairground people in this as well. Awesome. Um, came over from Ireland in the wagon. My grandfather was a strong man. My mother was a trapeze artist. Um, my grandmother was uh, the beautiful uh, like assistant lady. Huh, uh, and, they, yeah, and, they, and they came over years ago in, in a barrel top caravan, ended up settling down in England. Um, and yeah, and I was brought up in a house in Warsaw, England. Um, and yeah, that's how I got a drum kit, you see. And uh, I always wanted to play music from when I was a young age. I had a penny whistle given to me in the pram. Um, and I was banging on biscuit tins and, you know, pots and pans from about 18 months old. So my uncle got me, yeah, my uncle got me a drum kit just to annoy my mother. Uh, obviously, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, uh. And the rest is history, to be honest with you. I've been a drummer ever since. Ever since 18 months. I think that's probably going to be yeah. the youngest age 
any of the guys I speak to have started playing. That's crazy, man. Yeah, it's my, my first, my first earliest memories of, 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 of you know that I can recall of playing music. Do you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, it's it's what I've wanted to do all my life, so it's what I've done. And yeah, that's what you're doing. So that's great. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's 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 amazing man so yeah, well, you know obviously apart from like you know family and things that were around you did when you actually got into i guess drumming seriously did you did you have any main influences or other drummers that influenced you oh yeah 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 but my my main influence i love buddy rich yeah um for a multi well for the obvious reasons but for a multitude yeah. of reasons he's got a bit of a traveling background as well I don't oh, know if you're aware. But, I didn't know that. But his no. family, his family, not in the sense of gypsies and, and you know, Irish travellers, but he's, his family were in vaudeville. So he was brought up in travelling shows. Um, and when he was, again, when he was a very, very young kid, um, he was known as Traps the Drum Wonder. Huh. You know? and, and from like an age of about three, he was performing on stage in his mum and dad's, uh, in his mum and dad's show. And then from there, obviously he was, he traveled all around the world and he was, I mean, if, if people, you know, I'm sure people know the history of Buddy Rich, but from a very, very, very young age, he was like a, a child prodigy, you know? Um, and I think with, with Buddy Rich, you know, it was just a natural God given thing. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't a thing really, I don't think he really practiced that much. I don't even think he had a pair of drumsticks in the, in, in the house from, from, I think I've, you know, I've, I read Mel Torme's book right. on him and uh, yeah, it was just like, Buddy just had to just, you know, he could leave a drum kit for 12 months, sit down behind the kit and he'd be, he wouldn't, wouldn't make any difference. Do you know what I mean? It was That's just amazing. like a yeah. God-given natural. And considering like his talent and what he could do and the, the fact that he could do things that other drummers who practice for 12 hours a day could never, ever achieve. Yeah. And, with, and, and the expression and the, you know, the communication he got in his sound as well, that natural just deliverance, you know, his character really comes through. It, it was just such, for me, one of the most, natural drummers you'll ever see in your life do you know what i mean you know yeah. it's nothing's like worked out in or, or pre-planned in a sense a lot of the stuff which he was doing which um which i'm sure you're aware of like his left hand technique was phenomenal you know yeah. what i mean um his speed was unbelievable but then like the voicings that he played and, and and the way he phrased things with the band you know between his kick drum and his, and his snare drum when the right hand is just fucking blazing you know what i mean it's unbelievable really but he could do that from like a very, very, very young age, you know. I mean, he couldn't read a note of music. Um, I didn't so know he's that, met. Yes. So he's so he's here, and he's and he's you know he's just the, the memory skill, unbelievable, man. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. What a, and and also on top of that, what a great character, you know. You know, he could really hold court as well, like you know, with, with Sammy Davis Jr. and you know, he, with all, and all the talk shows, a real. Again, vaudevillian, cabaret kind of entertainer, showman. Mm, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And not that I ever wanted to be like Buddy Rich, but I kind of related to Buddy Rich. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. But on top of that, on top of that, I mean, he's my favourite drummer. I've even got, I don't know if you can see. Let's have a look. Can see? On the back there. Can you see that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We can see it. Yeah, well, right. that, There you go. So it's inked right. on you then, yeah. Amazing. I love Buddy Rich. I love yeah, Buddy Rich. He's obviously a lot of people's favourite drummer, but it sounds oh, like yeah. you have a bit more of a, a bit more of a connection. I do. I, I, I do. I just felt like you know. I mean, when I first heard Buddy play, you know, it's, I was just like, "What the fuck is that?" Do you know what I mean? What the fuck is that? 
Um, but obviously, I mean, I, from from a young age, I mean, I suppose I really started to know what I was doing from around the age of eight or nine. Do you know what I mean? When you kind of get your head on. I mean, I was playing drums from like 18 months, but you know what it's like. My uncle taught me a few rhythms and I could bash around and make a, you know, a bit of noise and play simple rhythms. But it wasn't until around the age of eight or nine, um, I kind of started getting into like heavy metal music and, and rock and do you know what I mean? And yeah. I grew my hair, I had a leather jacket and, you know, yeah. I kind of started getting a bit of my own identity with it, you know. When you're a kid, you, you get like that, right? You know? well, of course, yeah. Like, like, it's like most people's, yeah, teenagers, you, you want to mm -hmm. form your own kind of identity. And yeah. quite often it's yeah. around your musical tastes and influences. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I was man. really, you know, so I'd, I'd be listening from a young age, from eight or nine. I mean, I was reared on Irish folk. You know, that was that was the music that was played in the yeah. household. Do you know cool. what I mean? Um, Dubliners, the Pogues, you know, Furies, you know, um, just just this real, real trad, you know, kind of Irish music. Yeah. Um, and that was a real... Can you hear the dog? It's obviously on cold. Yeah, don't worry, don't worry. It's cool. It's all good. Come in. Yeah, bring him in. Bring him in. Hello. Here he is. Say hello, Benji. Hi, Benji. Hello, mate. <laughs> right now. Awesome. Right now. Shut up. <laughs> ah, it's all good, man. It's all good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, Buddy Rich obviously is the main influence, but when I, I was getting into like, heavy metal and started to bands like Iron Maiden, Guns N' Roses and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So the whole rock thing came from that. But then a little later on, I was getting to people like Dave Weckl, Vinnie Colaiuta, Steve Gadd, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, Greg Bissonette, yeah. all these different kind of, you know, jazz fusion -y players. And then from there, you know, Tony Williams and, you know, uh, Billy Cobham. Yeah, yeah. And all these. So all of you kind of traditional legends. Yeah, the other ones. Them out. Yeah, cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And still to this day, you know, current play. I mean, there's so many players now that you see on the internet and so many amazing players all over the world. You can't keep up with everybody. No. And to be honest with you, I don't really watch a lot of drummers nowadays because, how can I say, I, I observe, but I don't try to copy. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You just do your because own thing. I, yeah. yeah, I do my own thing and I like to have my own sound, my own identity. Yeah. Um, because I, you find that a lot of drummers do try and, you know, Check out the latest players. Try and get the licks down. Yeah, you know what I mean? And then, no, no. I, you, you, you need identity. I.e., you know, again, Buddy Rich. If Buddy Rich played a drum kit, doesn't matter what drum kit it is, you know it's him. Yeah. You know, same no. with Vinnie Colaiuta. Same with, you know, Weckle. Same with Gad. Do you know what I mean? All of those players, you listen, you can hear it's them. Yeah. You know? And that's, but a lot of players, I'm not saying that a lot of players are just generic now, but, you know, the, um, people kind of try and copy because you've got the internet and yeah, you know of course. I understand it's, it's, what you for mean. me it's about having your own sound your own identity you know yeah I, I guess that's something that you you need time really to form as well so you know if, if, if someone's only started learning even if they learn really quickly to kind of form your own identity and sound you know it, it will take time and yeah of I, course I mean I tell you one like, of my favorite drummers one of my favorite drummers actually is Danny Goffey you know Danny Goffey I don't. Supergrant. Oh, okay. Supergrant. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, his style is quite erratic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe yeah, he speeds yeah. up, maybe he slows down. Do you know what I mean? Uh -huh. And maybe he's a bit, what, you know. But I like him just from the fact that it's just like, 
you know, from like a, a, a normal person's point of view, when they look at the drummer and they just think crazy, do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. When I look at Danny Duffy, I kind of get it from a, a non-drummer's point of view. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I know, totally, yeah, yeah. That's great. Because yeah, I can drive and look at his licks or what his technique's doing or what, I can just enjoy his just overall deliverance of a fucking... Yeah, and the performance you know, and just... There you go. So, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. It, depends on what, it depends on what you want from players, but, you know, I, I, I checked out every kind, you know, musically, from a young age, I thought, well, I want to earn a living from playing music, so I've got to be well-versed in every genre, every style. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I looked into it all, you know, and not being a jack of all trades, master of none, I, I studied, you know, I studied the Latin stuff and, you know, um, jazz and all the independent stuff and, you know, um, uh, Gary Chester's New Breed book, Jim Chapin's book as well. Oh, cool. You know what I mean? Went through, went through all the literature and, and studied it and, 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 and had teachers that, that walked me through it and, you know, so I did all of that technical side of, of, of learning. Um, but then on the flip side, I do kind of like just fucking, do you know what I mean? A bit of anarchy as well, you know. It's, um, yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's getting a balance, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, totally. I think if everything is too educational, it just zaps the fun out of everything. Mm. Um, I mean, there's a place in the world for it. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. I like to see drummers who are like athletes. Of course, yeah. I like to see drummers who can play fucking double bass drums at like you know five hundred BPM yeah. and black beats. That you know, I love it, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not slagging any of it off. Because no, no, no. There's a, there's a place for all of it in the world, and different people will get different things from these different elements. You know, because some people can look at drumming as being like a, just a physical, just a, a mad physical achievement, being able to play one rhythm with one hand, another rhythm with another hand, and playing at speed and control and but then you can also look at a player, again, without sounding cliched, like Ringo Starr, and see the whole thing, oh, Ringo was a shit drummer. But then other people are saying, no, he was so musical and this and that. It's that old conversation, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It depends on what you want yes. from the whole, you know. But I thought, well, from my point of view, I'd like to be, be able to give everything. Yes. You know what I mean? So be able to put the ego aside. If I walk into a studio or walk onto a job, um, I don't think, oh, I've got to show chops or I've got to show this or that. I've just got to do what's required. So, you know, being able to just lay the groove down and do the, you know, the basic form, that's one thing. But then being able to switch it on and, and, and have all the chops, you've got to have it in, in the bag as well. So, you know, I think for me personally, my style is to be every style. Awesome. Yeah. That's you know amazing. what I mean? And yeah, not yeah, be yeah. limited and be able to be be a musician rather than yeah. just being someone who bangs a drum, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Well, you're obviously, you've, you've hit the nail on the head there. Um, like, I don't even know if you know, the name of this podcast is Drum for the Song. So you've already described that, you know, when you've got a job well, in the studio, I, you're, you know. Well, that's what it, well, that's, to be honest with you, that's what it boils down to. Yeah, right? yeah. You know I mean? But you, you can still do all those. Most of the gigs I get, um, a lot of producers want to know, can you play on a click? Can you play what we want? Yeah. yeah. Can you give me variation so I've got option? Yeah. Are you a nice guy? Are you punctual? Do you know what I mean? Um, can we get on with... Do you know, I mean, it's those elements. It's not like, can he play fucking, you know, an ostinato, you know, in five on his feet and then playing like, you know, another ostinato. That yeah. doesn't come into it. No. But personally, it's great to be able to have that. 
Of course, so yeah. It's there. For whatever reason, whether you need to show off to other drummers, whether you need to just flash on a sound check, just to, whatever, you know what I mean? Whatever it is. Well, yeah. Like, to be able to have all of it, that's the key. Yeah, I, like, I, I completely wish I did have a lot more of it, and I'm sure a lot of... I you're doing all right, Dave, man. I fucking, I've seen you play. No, I've seen you, you play. You. You're doing yeah. all right, man, mate. You're I try, doing fucking... I don't, you know, I... I haven't I haven't studied as much as you have. Um, I, I did start young. Uh, mm. I'm probably I, I've dabbled in you know I've tried to learn a bit of the Latin stuff, a bit of the jazz stuff. I did struggle. But the thing is, you, but the thing is, I don't. You can learn it. Yeah, I can. I can still learn it. You can learn it. Yeah, I can still learn it now. Yeah, yeah. Take the time. Yeah. When yeah. I was a kid, see, when I was a kid, I didn't really have a social life. My social life, I didn't have friends. or I didn't have. Um, it sounds very lonely, but that's the way I wanted it. Do you know what I mean? Right. I I was working. I you know I was playing gigs properly, really. From around the I mean with orchestra because I was playing trumpet from the age of seven, so I, I started playing that, and that got me into like the classical stuff and the big band stuff as well. Amazing. And I was playing with I was playing with orchestras and big bands on horn, from the age of like seven eight. You know what right. I mean? From when I first started, you first get into like your wind band and then you work up and then you get to a local, you know, the local um, orchestra or whatever, you know. So I had a lot of good grounding working in, in, in that setup as well. And then working alongside drummers in, in, in like an orchestral setup or in, or in a swing setup and you know, a big band setup. So, and, I, and I could learn from the point of view of a melodic player rather than a percussive player. Do you know what I mean? Because I was playing horn. Yeah, but then when I when I when I took that element and played it in a rock band or whatever, do you know what I mean I'd have a more of a greater understanding of what's going on? You don't just play a rhythm or you don't just play for four, four bars. Yeah. You've got to play with the phrase. You've got to accentuate this. You've got to because a lot of swing band drummers, if you see a lot of swing charts, you know they'll just have repeat signs and then they'll have the phrasing over the top of what the horns are doing. So yeah. then the, the drummer is open ended to phrase that voicing on the kit however he feels. It's not necessarily written down. No, it's just there's a rhythm. However you want to put it, if you want to put it on the on the rack, if you want to put it on the floor, if you want to put it on the couch, whatever you want to do, then just you do can it. do it. But you yeah. you take you take the phrase. Yeah. So, so from my you know my outlook on drumming as well wasn't just from like a one and two and three. It was from like a a sonic layering. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which came from working with all different you know. All different setups, orchestras, jazz groups, big bands, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even like little duos and, and stuff like that, playing percussion with like guitar players and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, of course. Well, but, um, sorry, go on. No, no, I was going to say, but that, that's obviously been super helpful, especially starting so young. And yeah, just build yeah. it like so most, you know, I'd like to think I've done my, I haven't done as much as you, but I'd like to think I've done my fair share of different kind of ensembles and over the years oh, with yeah, different yeah. instruments. But no, you know, so I, I like to think I, you know, I can kind of play when I need to, not play when I don't need to think, yeah. you know, listen to the yeah. other instruments. Cause you know, I play a few other yeah. instruments as well. I'm not just focusing on drumming. I'm listening yeah, to yeah, everything yeah. what's going on. So, um, well, first and foremost, I mean, I've always, I've always looked at myself as a drummer. Yeah. Cause that's, okay. what, that's what I do. I'm a drummer. That's what I love. It's how I feel. I can really express myself. I can really put my voice out there, do you know what I mean? How I feel most comfortable mm. in in every area, do you know what I mean? Uh, even though I mean I do play other instruments, just the same as yourself. Playing other instruments, as a, I mean, I think 
drummers find it easy to pick up a bass because of the rhythmic, you know, the rhythmical thing. And all you got to do is put your fingers in the right place at the right time. Again, another rhythmical thing. Do you know what I mean? Not, yeah. not disrespecting the bass, but I'm saying if you have rhythm, then you can apply it to other instruments. Like, like a piano. You could take a paradiddle, stick it on a piano, and it's interesting yeah. in a simple chord shape. You know what I mean? So the, rhythm, the rhythm can shape the, the melody or... Do you know what I mean? Or, or the, the color and the texture of of the chord. You can take a simple chord, but with a rhythm, it can make it extremely. It organizes the sound, doesn't it? Yeah. So that's from true. a drummer's point, so so from a point drummer's point of view, it's easier to pick up other instruments. But if you if you do pick up another instrument and play it from that that point of view, then you look at the drum kit from another angle as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Rather than sitting behind. You can see it from a bass player's point of view. You can see where you should be leaving gaps. You shouldn't be overcrowding his fills, or you shouldn't. Do you know what I mean? And then you start. Then the musicianship element comes. That's not. That's not being a drummer. That's being a musician. Yeah, I totally agree. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. know, a drummer. For me, a drummer is being able to have all the physical capabilities and the mental capacity to then execute the musical creative idea in the best possible format. You know, in the best possible way. And for me, as I said, I'm a drummer. That's what I've done from from a young age. It's my love. It's my passion. It's what I am. You know. Yeah. Um, but be, by working in so many different environments, and basically, I mean, I was having uh, lessons off a guy called Steve Palmer, who's who's Carl Palmer's brother. I remember oh, Steve Palmer. Yeah, amazing. And um, I, I went to college for a brief period. I dropped out of college. That's another story. But I was at the college, and Steve was teaching drums at the college and I used to have a lesson with him each week. And he said, to, and he's, he, he said to me, and I, I already had this sentiment anyway. He was like, if there's any gig that comes in, just fucking do it. Just do it. Doesn't matter what it is, just do it. And the thing is, I've been on that kind of, you know, that mindset anyway, do you know what I mean? Cause from, well, I joined the rock band when I was about 11, 12. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And all these, all these guys were about 15, 16, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but they let me join the band because I was good and blah, blah, yeah. blah. So, so the one time I was playing in the rock band on like a Monday night rehearsal. Tuesday night I'd play, be playing with the local wind band, playing like, you know, fucking Star Wars theme tune and all that. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? When, uh, Wednesday night I'd be playing with the local jazz big band as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thursday night, I don't know, I'd be doing something else. And, but then Friday and Saturday, do you know what I mean? You'd be out gigging. You'd be like with a cover band, I don't know, doing the fucking social clubs down in Wales, you know what I mean? Just, nice. you know, getting in the back of the van and just going and working like 60s covers and, you know, the shadows and, in, you know what I mean? All that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it still know. goes on, yeah. Well, that's it. And um, it was just like every, every, back to the point I was saying, I didn't really have a social, um, a social life with friends. Right. My social life was out with, in rehearsals and with, you know, um, other musicians. And, just, cool. and older people and older people as well. So from a young age, I just kind of soaked it all up and was just in this environment and surrounded by older musicians who were great. In my, you know, at the time I was like, these guys are fucking amazing, do you know what I mean? And looking up to everybody and just trying to learn as much as I can. And it, and it paid off really because, you know, by the time I was 14, 15, I was pro. My first oh. pro gig was with, was with Edwin Starr. It was on Ooh. trumpet, wow. you know, but then, um, uh, Bid Beresford, uh, who's a great drummer actually, 
bidding. He's, he's an amazing drummer. Uh, he used to play for left field, and he's, he does like some electronic thing now as well, which he's doing. Okay. Um, unbelievable, and, and a great producer as well. Great producer. And uh, Biddy, um, the drummer, was trying to get me into drum tech at the time. Like, you know, I, I was like, I'm only 14, um, but I'm looking to, you know, so he gave me a lot of information. He said, listen, when you're old enough, you know, you can come in, blah, blah, blah. And um, I learned a lot of Biddy as well. You know, he's another great player. That was my first pro gig, being launched into that kind of, you know what I mean, that kind of environment. We we played like National Indoor Arena in Birmingham, and, oh, and wow. we were doing like you know some big shows and stuff, you know. And at, at that time, I was at school, and you know, I did I did the gig on the Saturday. I remember at the NIA, and went back to school on the Monday, and they were like, "What did you do on the weekend?" I said, "I played in front of like ten thousand people," and they're like. <laughs> so already, I couldn't really connect with the kids in the class. Yeah, Do you understand jealous. what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah, no, I, I, I get yeah. it. Yeah. Well, it, it was, it was not even like jealousy. It was just like they couldn't comprehend. Couldn't comprehend. Yeah, they could probably couldn't. Yeah, well, yeah. understand. Well, you've been on, they were just like, no, you, 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 that's bullshit. That's bullshit. You haven't done that. Do you know what I mean? But because I'd been gigging and playing and working, you know, with different people from a very young age, you get into different circles. And then that's how my professional career started to kick off. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah, word of mouth as well. And yeah, imagine, so imagine think, playing in front of all those different people and with all those different people over the years. If something came up, obviously you're one of the guys they're going to call. And yeah, that's, the, well, that's what I it's all about. See, I, mean, I still <laughs> see some of the people. I still see some of the people from now. You know, from when I was that age, still working now, and, and still occasionally do gigs with them. Oh, cool. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, still phenomenal players. Like and and still killing it and still doing it. And, and again, real, out of all the musicians that I played with, you know, the, the, the select few which are still in the game, do you know what I mean? They're just like, they're, they're, because it's a passion for them. It's a lot, it's not just something that they do. It's they, they, you know, they get up in the morning and that's what it is. Which hence with all like this lockdown shit, it's like, it's hard, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Because, oh, totally, you yeah. know, what, what the government have, you know, and, and, and and don't understand is that a lot of pro musicians it's not just it's not just their job it's 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 deeper than that it's yeah, a yeah. lot lot deeper than that and it's 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 who you are and you know if you dedicated your life to something as well do you know what i mean it's, and 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 well you know exactly what i'm saying then you know, you, you well, know yeah. what I'm saying? this is right part, partly why you know i'm do i've decided to do this because yeah and normally really busy during the summer and Obviously, yeah. that's, yeah, and sure you are as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I just yeah. thought, this was an idea I had, and I was sort of, uh, you know, I don't, you know, I, I just thought of the time it was going to take to start, and, you know, I haven't got time, and then I, I just thought, I'm going to do it, let's do it. Let's just you, make it you're happen. getting a positive from a negative, because at the end of the day, yeah. if, you know, where one door is shut without our control, you've, you've opened up another, do you know what I mean? You get a little bit of an insight into, into different people, different players, yeah, and, yeah. you know, because a lot of the time, what, what I find as well, what makes a player isn't their physical capability, it's what's inside them. Totally. It's their, char it's their character. Yeah. It's who they are. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And a lot of the great players, you can see their character come through on the kit. They don't just look like everybody else. They don't just sound like everybody else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And for, for, me, and for me, as a musician, I think it's all about having your own identity and your own voice, you know? Um, but as a session musician, it's being able to speak in any voice, if you know yeah. what I mean. Well, yeah. You know. If you're, so for you to be capable of literally saying yes to anything, you just need to know yeah. 
They're like, yeah, I can play that. That's cool. Yeah, so, yeah. So, like, I've I've obviously seen you play with Glenn Hughes, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and that was one of the shows when you were playing all the Deep Purple stuff. And yeah, yeah that was that was like you blew me away to be honest. But um, yeah, Thank so how, <laughs> that's right. And um, <laughs> so did you did you have to learn a lot of that stuff, or did it? How you know, how did the job? You, how I, did it come about? I'll tell you the story, right? I'll tell yeah, you the okay. story. I won't bore you, but I'll tell you the story. Right? No, no, it won't be, um, it won't be boring. <laughs> so I got a band, um, three-piece band, with two brothers, Jimmy and Nick, called the Dead Sea Skulls, right? Yeah. And in, it's like a, it's like a punky kind of like, do you know what I mean? I, I listened um, this week actually, and I was, I was really impressed. I thought, um, well, it was like, yeah, like you said, punky. Loads of cool, yeah. like rhythmic. But there's a bit, there's melody in there. There's really, bit, yeah, really yeah. commercial sounding. I thought, I thought yeah. it was a bit of groove like, in there, a little bit of, you yeah, know, it's a little bit. It's kind of like punky, but makes you want to kind of get up, have, yeah. have a good time, have a dance. I know, really, enjoy, I really enjoyed it, man. It was, yeah. I listened. It's three <laughs> album, three albums I found on Spotify, but um, I don't yeah, know if you find yeah. them all. Yeah, I mean, it's very DIY. It's very kind of. We recorded the first record in in um, in Nico's um, and Jimmy's mum and dad's kitchen. Amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Recorded it literally in the kitchen, set the drums up. You know, they've got a, quite a big kitchen area. So we just recorded all the, you know, all the parts in the house. Uh, and then we sent the stems off to a pal of ours called Nick Mayley. He was playing bass in the um, in the choir boys at the time. Oh, oh right. Okay. Cool. So, so he just mixed it all and did, he, you know, put all the glitz and the glamour on it. But, um, but it's, yeah, it was, it's a very DIY. It's like we don't, like we don't rehearse. We write the songs. We know the songs. We don't rehearse. Uh, we don't even fucking say and check out the song. We just turn up, <laughs> smash the place to fucking bits. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Cause a bit of a riot, and it's very much a no fucks given kind of attitude. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. kind of turn up, get the you know, get it done. Not 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 um, not flippantly, but it's just like we. It's an instant like we don't give a fuck. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like we turn up, we we're gonna smash the place to bits. Everyone's gonna have a good time. There's no kind of like, oh, should we do this? Oh, should we? Do-? And there's no really thought in it. It's just. It's more do than think. Cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Um, and that's the way that we've always been. And it's always worked. Do you know what I mean? And me and Jimmy, me, Jimmy, and Nick, are, we're, we're, we're tight. I mean, they're, t- they're actual brothers, but, you know, you know, they're the closest thing I got to brothers. You know what I mean? So uh, <laughs> we're tight. And we're very, but anyway, it's quite a long story short. Yeah. We, were support, we were supporting Glenn because Jimmy, who's the bass player in our band, was working with Glenn. Um, helping him out with a few things on the road, etc. Blah blah blah, because he's known Glenn for years. Right. So <laughs> Glenn said to uh, Jimmy, "Listen, we're playing two shows in Ireland. We got one in Belfast. We got one in Dublin. Um, do you want to bring the two lads, me and his brother, and open up the show?" He said, "Yeah." He said, "No problem. We'll fucking smash the show to bits. No yeah, problem." Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, he, he said, "Okay, we'll, we'll we'll do it." So we went over. We played the show. First night, we got a standing ovation. Because on his truth, I think it's on YouTube as well. Do you know what I mean? So oh, we, wow. people are like, who the fuck are these fellas? So yeah, you were the opening act. We were the opening act. Yeah, we the opening act, and we were oh. the warm up act. And we're probably yeah. the best warm up act they got. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, we yeah, got yeah. them all. We got we broke the ice in a sit down theatre. Do you know what I mean? The idea was to get them up and fucking to rock and roll show. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Never mind your formalities. They're savvy. You know that's the idea. So that that was my mindset when when I when when I went on stage, you know. Yeah. I'm not trying to upstage anybody. I'm just here to fucking do my thing 
and fucking and let's have it. Do you know what I mean? That's you know that was the idea. So we did it the first night, smashed it, no problem. Second night, same thing. Got up, smashed it, fantastic. Because with the with with the Dead Sea Scores, I stand up and play, and I, and, and I sing as well. You're lead, front, lead vocalist, yeah, 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 and I, yeah. And I front the show. It's amazing. I front the show. So I'm standing at the front, standing up with the kit, and I'm you know doing my thing and putting the show on and blah 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 and X Y Z. Um. Anyways, the second night, Glenn came to the side of the stage and he watched us, and he was watching the show and he was getting into it and you know which is a rare thing because Glenn just does his thing, man. He's backstage and. You know what Glenn's like, you know, he's... Uh, well, you know, he's, I, I he's, didn't really, I didn't get to meet him at that show, but um, I've, I was about to say, I listened to a podcast with him. I don't know if you know, do you know Matt Stocks? He's from Birmingham. Do you know him? Matt, I'm not Matt sure. Stock, he used to be a Kerrang, Kerrang radio guy, but um, anyway, he's got oh, a podcast yeah. and he, he interviewed uh, Glenn. Mm. And like, I didn't re- I didn't realize how into the kind of Buddhism, spiritual thing he was. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's mad, it's mad. A, he's a, he's, a de- uh, he's honest to God, Glenn, I'm not just going to say it because I, I've worked with him and uh, because I'm very fond of Glenn and I'm not saying it to be, oh, yeah, we're close. No, listen, I ain't like that. I ain't that kind of fucking geezer, do you know what I mean? I'm, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm very, very, I'm very fond of him. Very, we got on very, very well, me and Glenn did. And I don't I, I think, what it is, I think it was like kind of that Birmingham, Birmingham connection, do you know what I mean? Because the two lads are in the band. I mean, even Nico, who plays guitar in the band, He's been out on tour with us, do you know what I mean? Just helping out, doing a bit of teching and stuff, and do you know what I mean? And, you know, just sorting things out and helping around. Because nice. Jimmy now, Jimmy, our bass player, who's just helping Glenn, he's, he's, he's Glenn's manager. Right, okay. So he's looking after Glenn now, so he's taking care of Glenn's business, right? Yes. Um, but I, Jimmy had been kind of talking to Glenn about me, saying, oh, the, the guy in my band, blah, 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 he's a gypsy and he's traveling. And Glenn was a bit fascinated with the whole kind of background and the lifestyle. So that he, he was saying to Jimmy, oh, I'd like to, I'd like to meet the gypsy, I'd like to meet the gypsy, right? <laughs> <laughs> so then we ended up getting the, the, the support. He was like, bring the band, bring the band. And actually, I'll tell a lie. Oh. I got invited to meet Glenn um, at the Black Country Communion gig when they played in Wolverhampton. Oh, wow. He said, bring Ash along. I'd like to meet him. Nice. Right? So this is before, before you'd supported him it, or after? This is, this is about three months before we supported, right. him. We okay. supported him. We just I just turned up. I went with Nico and we turned up. We had a nice night. We met Glenn. How you doing? Blah, blah, blah. I've heard a lot about you. Except, you know, and how yeah. you doing? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I went up and did that. You know, me and Glenn got on pretty well. We had a good half an hour's chat. So how are you doing? You know, it's hung out, you know. Um, and then I didn't think anything else of it. I thought, yeah, Glenn Hughes, nice fellow, do you know what I mean? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and then we got the call for the gig. And then I, I, we flew to Ireland, did the gig. Cut a long story short. Glenn watched the set. Um, we were flying back the next day. And we were all flying back together. So I spoke to Glenn in the airport, um, sitting down. And he said to me, he said, look, he said, I'm not too happy with the drummer I've got at the moment. Cut a long story short, you know what yeah, I mean? Ask um, yeah. He said, uh, could you learn the set by Friday? He said, I've seen you play. He said, great, energy, blah, blah, blah. He said, could you learn the set by Friday? I said, I said if you're paying, this is the exact words I said, I said, if you're paying, I'm playing. And That's what you said. <laughs> yeah. I said, I'll smash your fucking set to bits. And it's exactly what I said. <laughs> I will smash your set to bits. And you know what? He went, go on then. Fair <laughs> play. He was like, ah, go on then. 
That's amazing. And he's impressive to say, is this cocky fucker? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, you know, it's not cocky. I was only no. 10% confident that I could. Now, I knew smoke on the water, and I think I knew the rift to burn. Right, yeah. I hadn't really listened to a lot of Deep Purple. It wasn't no. my era. And it, do you know what I mean? I, yeah, of I'll course. be honest with you. And, and there's so many different lineup changes. I knew like Ian Gillian and all that type. And yeah. I, I, I was like, I didn't know who was who in Deep Purple. You know, I knew Richie Blackmore because everyone knows a Richie Blackmore, but yeah. I didn't really know much. I'll be honest with you, right? Fair enough. So he was like, Sam, you'll have an email in the morning with, uh, with the tunes and the set. Do we got to do? I said, all right, and send. So he sent me the email and there were like eight songs or nine songs on the list. And it's, and it's supposed to be a two hour fucking show. Yeah. I thought, hang on a minute, there's, uh, there must be a few tunes missing here. So I went onto YouTube and watched that California Jam, and you know, and then you got ch- tracks like "You Feel No One," which is like half an hour's fucking tune, forty minutes <laughs> with all the solos included and all the segues and all the. I thought, oh right, yeah. <laughs> so it's only like eight or nine tunes, but they're fucking they're quite long. So what I did, um, I think it was the afternoon, the Wednesday afternoon. Um, I sat down, I scored it, just wrote lead sheets and just got the structure down and just made little notes and wrote out little phrases of what need to be, you know, got. I had a gig on the Wednesday evening, I remember, in London. So I drove to London and I listened to the listened to the tracks on the way to London, drove back on the same night and then listened to the tracks again. I had I had to get together with Glenn and Soren, his guitar player, in uh, on the Thursday afternoon. I had the call. They said, "Listen, we'll have it. We'll we'll hire out a studio. We'll just uh, see how you're doing, right? No problem." I said, "All right, okay." Now Jimmy had said to Glenn, "Listen, Ash won't fuck about. Ash is going to come in. He's going to nail the gig." And I'm sure they were just like, because you know they hadn't spoke to the other drummer. I'm sure they they were edging oh, the right. Bets, you know? right. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say it's risky. Yeah. yeah, this is what I, this is what I'm thinking, right? Yeah, yeah. edging the bets. Let's see. How, all right, let's see how the big man fell out. See, how, you know what I mean? <laughs> see if he can pull it. See if he can pull it up. So Glenn came down to the studio, and the idea was that I was just going to play through the riffs with the guitar player. Sorry. So we went in. How you doing? How you doing? Sat down. I played. I don't know. Um, what was it? Uh, the funky track. Uh, uh, it'll come to me in a minute. It'll come is it the, the one with the bass line? Like, is that's it, the one, yeah. I, 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 what's it called? Um, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm yeah, awful yeah, with song yeah. titles, man. I'm really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it'll come back in a minute. It'll come back. Yeah. Um, so I played that, and he's gone. Fucking hell. Then we started playing another tune. And he got in. So Glenn, Glenn wasn't even going to play. Right? He was just going to sit in the, in the corner and just observe. He straps a bass on. And he says to Jim, set me a mic up. So we end up jamming for about an hour and a half. Booking Amazing. an extra hour in the room. And just, he, was like, <laughs> he was like, if you play like that on the gig, you know, we didn't do the whole set, but we just did sections and just little bits. So if you play like that on Friday, then you, 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 you know, you've got the gig. So I said, no problem. So I think, we, I think the first gig I think was in Cardiff. Um, oh wow! I missed it. <laughs> Where was I? Yeah, <laughs> just down the road from me. Cardiff, I think it was. Yeah. So oh. I turned up, turned up to the sound check. Um, yeah. Now the sound check. Turned up. First tune, Stormbringer. All the way through. All the way through. Set. Didn't drop an out. No, Nailed the gig. Nailed like, the gig. And at like the end of it, he was like, "Yeah." He said, "Glenn, what?" He was like, "Fuck me." 
you're unbelievable. And I was like, I'll have that all day long, mate. Thank you very much. I said, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, man. Just completely and smashed that was it. it. So, so I had a couple. But the thing is, I knew I'd be able to do it. Uh, and I had all the confidence, not arrogance, but confidence, because I knew I had the skills to be able to take in the information and then process it out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and you know, at the end of the day, it's only rock and roll, isn't it? Yeah, you, well, you yeah. Know I mean? you no, know, no, I know. You, you, you know, there's, there's, room, there's room, yeah, there's room to yeah. improvise here and there. And... Mm -hmm. and with the Ian Pace thing as well, Ian Pace was very influenced by Buddy Rich. Yeah, you, you know can what I mean? tell. And yeah. big band style as well. So Glenn kind of, I think he liked my style of playing. Yeah. Because he said to me, he said, it's like, it's, it's like a jazz style, but with a fucking hard rock kind of element thrown in as well. But that yeah. was my approach when I, when I played it. I, you know, because I didn't want to just, I mean, and Glenn didn't just want to carbon copy. This is the thing. Glenn was like, I want you to kind of express yourself as well. And, you know, be in the vein of, of, of um, Ian Pace. But, you know, but, but, you know, bring an element of yourself because the, the show is Glenn Hughes performs classic Deep Purple. That's yes. the show. It's yeah. not like a, it's not a cover band. Yeah. It's not a, it's, it's, tribute it's, band, no, it's, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're on Glenn's timeline. We're, we're with a, you know, with, with the legends, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, and over, over, over the, when, you know, over the course of time as the weeks went on, the set just got tight, as it does, as you know, it does. It just got tighter and tighter. And I was those little elements and those little pushes and those little things, and all and a lot of improvisational things that Glenn and I were doing. We, we were just clicking and just gelling and just. And he said to me, he "said I love the way that you listen to me." Do you know what I mean? And because and, I'm, I, I was like, I'm riding on him all the time, all the time. You know, I'm working, and he's his bass playing is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Like what he can, and then his vocal. I mean, everyone knows him as the voice of rock. But he's, he's, the way he, it's just mad. He's, he's, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal bass player. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? As well as being a phenomenal singer, you know. But to cut a long story short, <clears throat> the guy's a legend. I've got a lot of love for him. And I don't say that about everybody, but I have. I'm very, 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 very fond of Len. We clicked on a level. And, um, yeah. And, you know, it's, I, I'm very honoured, proud, and privileged, really. But to be honest with you, I can understand. Thanks to thanks to me, mate Jimmy, he got me the gig. Really, you know, I've I've got the skills to back it up. But yeah. at the end of the day, if it wasn't for me, pal, saying you want to get Ash, you want to get him. Ash is the man for the gig. Ash is the man for the gig. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Then, then I probably wouldn't have even been looked at or entertained. So thank you very much, Jimmy. Thank yeah. you very much, Glenn. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I guess that just comes all 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 down to. The network inside of the, the industry and getting somewhere well, else in the industry well, is who you know, who you've played for. It's not what you know for. too, you know. Yeah, yeah, But that's that. But the thing is, I believe it's not what you know, it's who you know. It's not who you know, it's who knows you. Yeah, yeah, that's more like it, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's who knows you because yeah, you yeah. can know all these people. I know people, but they wouldn't do fuck all for you. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Sadly. But it's the people who know you who think, yeah. yeah. He's the guy. Do you know what I mean? So, and if you've got people who are like that, then you're very, very lucky because in this game, there are elements of luck as well. But there's some amazing players that don't get opportunity and don't get chance. And it is a fucking crying shame. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's the way it is. If you get a bit of luck, you get a bit of luck. If you don't, at least you're still doing what you want to do. And even if you can just earn a living, playing music, a couple of gigs a week, if that's what you want to get out of it and you're happy and you're, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Then, 
fair play to you. But in my in my respect, I've got to say thank you to the people who've always sorted me out and put me onto gigs and put faith in me because I've never let them down. Do you know what I mean? And I always give 100, 150%, 200%, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to make sure that you fucking nail it and that you come out smelling the roses, you know what I mean? Shining, you know, that's 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 always been my outlook on things, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think you, know, you should, should pull that off. <laughs> well, you know, you know what I'm saying. You know yeah, I'm yeah, saying. yeah. Yeah, man, I can't wait. Well, I can't wait to watch you again at some point. You know, it was, it was amazing. Now I can't wait show. to fucking play again. At some I know, point. I know, I know. I literally like at the start of the lockdown, we we uh, we with the bastard sons, we recorded a new album. So that was yeah. cool, but that was months ago now. That was like March or something like that. So yeah. and I literally haven't sat sat near a kit. It's weird, isn't it? I mean, yeah. don't me, I've sat behind the kit. I have sat behind the kit. That's cool. But I mean, I mean nowadays, I mean. How can you say it's? Um, I'm sitting behind the kit and I love to do it, but uh, but then in a way there's a feeling in me. I'm like, oh fuck's sake! Do you know what I mean? You know, I wish I was. I wish I had some people to see this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, you're gonna record, put, record yourself in there. Yeah, playing for yourself is fun for a for a period of time, but mm. you know, you want to get it out to other people as well. Don't you? We feed off other people's reaction, don't we? You know. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like a drug, you know, and if you don't get it, you fucking crave it. You yeah, know? Well, yeah, I know, yeah, totally. Like the actual buzz you get from the audience and stuff. And yeah, if you, if you get that really, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. You, that's what pulls the tricks out the bag. That's what makes you do things where you sometimes, like you can be like, you know, we've been there tired, sweating, fucking lights are just burning your face off. But there's a crowd in front of you. And what you're able to do and push your body and your mind capacity to under those in like extreme conditions, really, you're yeah, fucking like totally. you're like running a marathon for an hour and a half set or two hours or whatever the fuck it is under baking lights, yeah. So you know, and you've got to keep constant concentration and know where you are. Physical demand, do you know what I mean? And perform and make it look interesting, entertaining, and effortless. It's not an easy task, is it? No. No, no, no at all. But to people like you, me, and thousands of other pe- drummers around the world, it comes natural, doesn't it? Yeah. And it, and it's like a fucking. I mean, I'm not. And I blend into his Buddhism, and he, and he, and he, and he meditates and all that. I've never really meditated, but what I've found, and this is what I've, I've thought in my mind, that you know, when you're in that zone, you know, when you're on stage, and you're in that fucking. Just, yeah, it's a zone. You're not. You know. Yeah, you're like it's here, isn't it? And you're in it. You're outside of it, but you're in it, and 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 it's like. That there is the closest form to being at peace and and, and 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 that sheer focus is just like that's that's like that's like meditation for me, like performance. It's a mad fucking headspace performance, as you know yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And the thing is, I, I miss I do miss it at the moment and I do crave it back, but hopefully yeah. fingers crossed it'll all come back and we'll be fucking sound, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's well, the idea. You were you were meant to be playing some of those outdoor driving shows with you this summer with, uh, unfortunately yeah. they've all been canceled. Like literally all a few been days. Pulled. Or all pulled. been pulled. All been pulled. Yeah. All been cancelled. All been pulled. Do you, I, I don't suppose you have any kind of information as to, as to the reasons why, or is it, you know, they, they say in the safety thing, are they? I, no, I, well, I think, I think it's a government thing or whether, I don't know, but it's shows, please, yeah. everything's back on. Within 48 hours, sorry, 
Mm. Don't put it on Facebook. Don't put it on social media. We have, you know, you, you, you know, yeah. You, you, we can't make the announcement, but we're going to make the announcement tonight. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And I was like, fucking. But uh, listen, I'm not the only person it's happened to. There's been, you know, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's Live Nation, the booking agent. It's all of their shows gone. All gone. You know what I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's what it is. What it yeah, is. I know a few people who are. I know they said they bought tickets to some of them. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, obviously it's, obviously the musicians and everyone, not just musicians, all the crew and the staging or what, there's a lot of people it's, involved. It's a, domino, it's, it's a domino effect. Yeah. Yeah. Effect. Not just the musicians, you've got the people backstage, all the techs, all the engineers, all the road crew, all the yeah. fucking people who, you know, the, the hire companies and, you know, the the staff who work in the venues, you know what I mean? Uh, the security, you know, it's, it's it's a knock-on yeah. effect, you know. The, yeah. the people who bring, you know, the truck drivers who bring all the fucking rig in it. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's many different elements, you know. Totally, yeah. It, it's got to come back to some because listen, people need. Imagine, like, imagine this now. No entertainment. I mean, you can play music, but to go and see a live show. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't it's, get it's, that feeling anywhere you else. Don't. You can't do it. No, that, that that atmosphere, that entertainment, that pure escapism for people you know and that involvement of it like a everybody like when you go to a gig and you're surrounded by I don't know, it's 500 people 50,000 people do you know what I mean yeah. they're all there with like-minded people enjoying the atmosphere and, and 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 you know I don't know if you I don't know I don't sound like a hippie but like, you know vibrations yeah. and all this stuff yeah, yeah, everyone's not. buzzing on the same fucking wavelength you know what I mean yeah, it is you, you live off the energy that's, of the like people around you and stuff not just going to disappear. It, it ain't going to go away. So, you know, yeah. I'm. We might be on pause at the moment, but when we come back, when it comes back and the touring comes back and all the shows come back, it'll. I believe it'll come back. And I'm not being wishful thinking, but it will come back with a vengeance because people will be hungry for it. You yeah, know what I mean? Oh, totally. People are going to be. Yeah. So it might be it. a good. It, it might be a good thing. It might rejuvenate like extra life and people who probably didn't even think or would even consider going to a live gig go. You know what I mean? I need to yeah. value this and respect it and and treasure it and, and cherish it for what it is because it's a very, very, very special thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Being able to get people all together, a lot of people all together in one place, listening to... I mean, music in itself, you know, it's 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 a magical fucking mad thing. You know what I mean? It's 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 unexplainable, really. You know, with, with, with the effects it has on humans, you know, it, mood-altering and, you know, it's... It, yeah, but I, it need well. It just needs to fucking come back at the end of the yeah. day. You know what I mean? That's that's the bottom line. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Obviously, you know, we we just it's a waiting game. We'll see what happens, and everyone everyone just wants it to come back as soon as possible. But uh, in the meantime, we can just do this podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Listen, listen to the podcast constantly, yeah, and other people's yeah. podcasts. So yeah, so like, see, re rewind a little bit then. So you were gigging with the twang. Glenn Hughes and Dead Sea Skulls. How did you like manage your calendar? Or did you ever have to like, you know, if you had a gig book with one band and then Glenn offered you a big festival, how do you deal with that situation? Oh, it's happened. It's happened. Yeah. It's happened. It's happened, yeah. It's hard, um, isn't it? I had a, I had a tour with Glenn and there was a few shows. Um, there were a few shows um, which I couldn't do. So the Twang bought in another guy um just just to fill in just to fill in just to step in um nice guy um 
did a good job. Did a good job. I think from a from a band called the Electric Soft Parade. I think I think Electric Soft Parade. Okay, I know the name. Um, but I don't know. Much yeah, about. yeah. Um, nice guy came in, did a good job. Um, it was it was yeah, a bit awkward because you know I'm in both bands, but to be honest with you, I, I had to. It was easier the way the way I looked at it. It was because the twang is my chair. You know, I've been I've been in the band there for. I'm not the original drummer in the twang because he got replaced. Right by me, but um, I've been in the in the band for about eight years now, as a permanent member. You know, in the lineup, yeah. not just a second guy. You're not a session member. guy. Yeah, no. So um, it was hard because that was like my band, you know. But then I'm working with a fucking rock and roll hall legend, you know, world famous fucking. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So well, yeah. You know, it, it's a problem, but it's a good problem if you know what I mean. It's a nice problem to have. Yes. You know, awkward, but it's nice because career-wise, you can sit back and go, "Well, fuck me! Look what I've got to look what I've got to deal with." You know what I mean? So, what I did is, I said to the lads, "Look, you know, to play your music is going to be a bit easier, and um, it's going to be how can I say?" Um, yeah, it's just going to be easier to replace someone on that gig than it is on Glenn's gig. Do you know what I mean? In a short yeah. space of time, and excellent. And plus, Glenn had got used to me playing with him, and he, and he was personal. There's a lot of just personal elements as well. But sometimes these things happen. Yeah, of course. I'm not yeah. the only player who's had that no. happen. I'm sure, like people like you know, like your Vinnie Collyutas and all that, who are like fucking session heads, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? You know, all right, he might have had a gig with Sting, and then he's got to go off with fucking Jeff Beck. Yeah. How do you? How do you? How do you? How do you work? I mean, don't get yeah. me I'm, How does it work? Know. I, you know, that's why I'm interested because it's happened to me on a smaller scale, you know. And, and yeah, I mean, it, it happens. Yeah, but you know, tough decision, and sometimes, hopefully, you can work things out and you can work out for the best. But you know, in a way, I was like, I said to the lads in the swang, I said, look, you know, it's 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 a privilege and an honour to be playing with Glenn Hughes as well, and it's not like you know, you, I'm going to be able to play with Glenn Hughes, you know, forever, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, because Glenn might just say, you know, well, like he's done with the dead daisies. You know, he's like, I'm doing this now. Yeah. And then I'll come back and I'll do this when I'm ready. Do you know what I mean? So Glenn does his own thing, yeah. you know. But I, I said to him, well, I need to, I need to do this because, you know, with Glenn, I'm touring the world. <laughs> You're right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, we're, we're going everywhere. Canada, America, you know. It's amazing. Like in, you know, Russia. Like in, where else did we go? Um uh, Istanbul, Turkey, you know, I mean, just mad fucking places where the gigs are just unbelievable, you know, and big, big shows. I mean, we did Grass Pop yeah. in Belgium. I don't know how many was in that field, but it looked about fucking 100,000 people, man. It was yeah, yeah. fucking nuts. And then I was playing the gig, and there's, um, is it Ian Scott or Scott Ian? I can I always get it. Scotty Anthrax, is it? That's it. Scotty Ian from Anthrax. Yeah, he was at the side. Of the, he was at the side of the stage filming the fucking gig. Wow! So I'm playing away, and I'm like, ah, "That's your man from Anthrax." I Remember them Testaments? Yeah, I know. Yeah, all of them were on the side of the stage. They were all watching the gig, and I'm like, because when I was a kid, when I was getting into like hard rock and heavy metal, do you know what I mean? I knew Anthrax, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Testament and all this and you know yeah, it's the and I'm looking there and I'm like you know I'm grown up and I'm like they, 
these fellas are standing inside the stage. Well, you know what I mean? Well, at one time, I'd be watching them on the fucking VHS video. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Going like, I want to be like these people. <laughs> do, do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's amazing, so, isn't it? Yeah. So, so for me, as well as being in the twang, playing with Glenn, I mean, like, you know, the, the, the singer from Anthrax, I mean, I can't remember his name. Ian, Ian Bennett, is he? Um, They've had a few... They're back to the original one now. Um, Oh, That's him, yeah, him with with, with the hair, with, yeah, the long, the long hair, the long, long curly That's, hair. That's the one. Um, well, we, I was chat with him backstage, and like you know, when I was a kid, all of those you you know, if you're into rock, you're into all of the bands, you know. What I mean? Yeah, yeah, Everyone, yeah, of course. Sepulchre or everything from you know from Poison. I was into like Poison, fucking you know Aerosmith to Sepultura to fucking Cathedral to uh-huh. all these. Do you know what I mean? You know, but to sure. be hanging backstage with them. And being like, it was fucking nuts, you know what I mean? Living Colour as well, we're playing oh, yeah, before yeah. us. Oh, wow, yeah. You know what I mean? So, sure. Will Calhoun. I sat backstage, and I'm on the fucking same table having dinner with Will, Will Calhoun. It's crazy, And I'm it? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. From a child, from a kid who got into music, do you know what I mean? Got into rock, grew his hair, got the leather jacket, and was turned up to fucking jazz band practice on the Tuesday night with a trumpet. Work that one out, a little rock <laughs> trumpet. Fucking, you know what I mean? Always a contradiction, like you know. But to be sitting there, you know, in you know, in Belgium with all these fellas, and you're playing the same bill, and they're all watching you on the gig. They're watching you because you play for the legend. That's what I'm saying. You know, and you know, and obviously they're all they're all well, they're not watching me. They're watching Blaine. They probably are watching. Sort of a fucking having a look at what I got. You know, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. As you do, as as every musician, and if you say you don't do that, you're a fucking liar because every musician does it. Yeah, do you yeah. Know what I mean everyone wants to impress and everybody wants to, you know what I mean? But it was it was hard, but it, I'm going to say now I'm glad it's worked out the way it's worked out because I'm still in the twang, I'm still touring with them, still Ooh. writing with them. Do you know what I mean? I'm still a full fully fledged member. It was nice for the other guy to fill in, and he did a great job, and he added a bit, little bit of you know association with with him and what he's doing as well. Yeah, you know, so it's it, it's it's nice. Um, and it gave me a chance to play with Glenn. But here's the other thing as well. I first met Glenn when I was 14. What? When I was, yeah, in a, in, a recording, in a recording studio in Warsaw. Right. Right. Because um, he came down to the studio because he, he, they'd reformed Trapeze, right. which was his original band. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up first meeting Glenn. And believe it or not, Glenn said to me, I don't know if he was bullshitting me. I don't know if he was bullshitting me then, but uh, um, he said to me, I remember. He said, I remember meeting you. Because I was, he said, uh, I remember you look like a little girl. I was like, yeah. He said, I had long, long, <laughs> long hair. I thought, oh, who's this little girl in, in, in the room playing the drums? is really, really good. Because he popped, he, I think he walked into the wrong room because they were rehearsing in the far end, room five, I remember. I was in room three. Right. Um, and I think Glenn walked, just walked into the wrong room and I was just fucking banging around playing a bit of a walk solo. And he stood there for a minute or two and he watched and he was like, you're great, you are really, really good. Do you know what I mean? Blah, blah, blah. He's a great drummer, X, was it? And then years later, I told him about the story. He said, well, listen, he said, uh, it was meant to be, wasn't it? You were supposed to be in my band, weren't you? And he obviously, he's got an all that spiritual vibe and he's like, yeah, you were meant well, to be. Yeah, it was meant, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. So it's, it's funny how things, it's really funny how things do work out. Do you know what I mean? It's funny how things work out. But I'm glad that it's worked out the way it's worked out because not only, how can you say, not only was it like a professional thing, you know, there's many personal elements going into it as well. Yeah. You know, so I'm happy how it's worked because, uh, yeah, it's, it's, 
the CV's not looking too bad. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very impressive. It's looking all right, man. It's, it's looking all right. <laughs> so, well, like, obviously, you've, you said you were, you're pretty much pro since you were a teenager. Yeah. So you made a living from it. So was that, that Grass Pop show, like, the first time you, you were really, like, surrounded by, uh, like, other music, like, music royalty? I, I think that's a silly term, but, you know, is that the first time you really felt, like, oh, my God, you know? And there's, times, been a, there's been a few times. There's yeah. been a few times that I've been around. I've been really lucky to be, I mean... In a, yeah, I mean, even in a, like um, different genres and stuff, you know what I mean? I mean, I remember I, I got into a, a cruise. I was doing a cruise on the QE2, just right. playing with, a, with an ABBA tribute band. <laughs> cool. And we were on this, this cruise for like two weeks. And we were, we were like a guest show on the cruise, but part of the cruise as well was like a blues cruise as well. So they had these like famous fucking blues legends playing on the cruise as well, as well as having this ABBA show in, in, in the theatre. That I have see like what you mean. Another. I see. see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So after after all the shows had finished, all the musicians on the ship would go up to the Cuckoo's Nest, which was the top bar. So I've ended up like playing with this guy called Clarence Gatemouth Brown, who was like a fucking blues legend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um. In a, in, a, in a pissed up jam session in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean on the QE2. Amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember, like, and I remember thinking, there was not being like starstruck with the guy, but, but thinking, I'm in the middle of the fucking ocean, <laughs> sitting on the drum stool, do you know what I mean? Playing with like this guy, this, this black guy with a fucking, with like from deep south, you know what I mean? Like with a fucking rattlesnake fucking cowboy boots yeah. and a matching guitar case to go for it. The man styled out of his fucking mind. Class. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Cool as fuck. You know, just like a real enigma of a character. You know what I mean? The presence and the aura that was coming off him. when he And he was just like being around these kind of people. It rubs off on you. You know what I mean? It's like I met, I met Roy Wood when I was like 15. And he right. was like... He was like, ah, just keep going, keep going, keep going. Do you, you know, do as much as you can in the game, and and just being around these kind of people, I don't know if it or being in their presence. I don't know if it, you know, vibrations again. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like ripples, like like you drop the drop the stone in the pond and it ripples. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got but to encourage I, you as well, and to. I've, like, I've been in, I've been in, you know, I've, and I've been, I, was, I remember being on a, on a tour bus going through Canada. We used to play with another band called Broadcast, who were like a like underground kind of um, the real like alternative kind of. They were on Warp Records, oh, one yeah. of John Peel's favorite bands. From, uh, Broadcast, they were from Birmingham, and it was very kind of music sound, kind of contract, you know, like velvet underground kind of stuff. And you know, and I remember going through Canada and just being on this tour bus and thinking, I'm playing this fucking mad surreal music in front of big crowds. Do you know what I mean? Like real arty kind of like, you know, with projections and, you know, real, you know, and, and, and I'm driving through the middle of Canada and I just had like moments of being like, this is fucking nuts. This is, it's, it's, you know, I've had quite a lot of moments like that. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I think just being able to sit there and just, if you can sit and appreciate and just, and, 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 and get self-satisfaction and buzz off it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I don't drink anymore. I, used, I stopped drinking, right? Just not because I had a problem with drinking or fuck all like that. It's just I stopped drinking because I was fed up about having, having hangovers and having to travel. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was just like, fuck it, I can't be asked. You know oh, what I mean? Fine. To get it. You know, yeah. I'm a bit of a nutter anyway. Do you know what I mean? And full of fucking beans and all that. Lots of energy, stuff. yeah. You, you know. Exactly. So I don't need, you know what I mean? So the, the idea, you know, it's, if you, now I get such a fucking buzz from experience that I don't really need the, like alcohol or anything because I can, you know, when you're on a gig and you're, you're, you're in front of like 10,000 people, you're like, ah, fuck, this is like surreal. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's nuts. It's, it's, you know, but appreciation for me is like, it's a big thing. Do you know what I mean? Being able to kind of like um, feel that reward and to, you know, when you get in the, in the stomach, you get excitement in your stomach and you feel yeah. like, yeah. You know, that's, it's a big thing. for, And I've had that, fortunately, a lot, you know. And, and, awesome. all, and all through playing music and being around, you know, the, the, the people that I've met, you know, like, like, like your dad. Yeah. Like your fucking dad. Like he's a, he's a, he, he, what a character your father is. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not just saying it. Lovely gentleman, lovely man. When you brought me backstage and sat me down, do you know what I mean? Like, what a down to earth, lovely, lo and I'm not just saying it, lovely fucking man. Yeah, he's cool, he's chilled. And look, at what, and look at what your dad's done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Un unbelievable. Like, un do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but your dad, you know, your dad probably tell you the same thing. You tell people the same thing. It's that fucking, that reward of like, do you know what I mean? That madness is like, it's addictive, isn't it? It's yeah. It's addictive. You know? Totally. I, know, yeah, I, think, I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> it's been, yeah, it's showing the, the gratitude for being where you are at the time and yeah. knowing that it's come, it's come from all the hard work you've put in. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've traveled around the world, played with fucking legends, met so many famous people, been to so many fucking parties on private yachts and all, all X, Y, Z, <laughs> doing stuff that people would never dream of, never imagine. And if you tell them, they go, you're full of shit. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So what you do is you put up on your Facebook and you film it and you make a and you document it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. For your own personal log and also to say, look, this is what's going on. Yeah. But it's all through playing music. Yeah. And picking yeah. up sticks. Yeah. Or whatever it is. And and again, you know, we're blessed that we've even if we never gig again, man. Do you know what I mean? The life that, that we've had to this point is fucking. Oh yeah, we've had a good go. <laughs> I've had a good few, yeah, few years out of it myself. Yeah, 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 totally. You know, yeah. And, and, and yeah, I just I appreciate. It. And every time I sit behind the drum kit, I don't forget, man. I make that moment, and I, what I do is I try and make every one of those notes, every single fucking hemi demi semi quaver. <laughs> yeah, right down to the right little fraction is important, and it's yeah. placed, and and it's meant, and there's heart in there as well, yes. and it's yeah. fucking. And I don't care what the gig is; it could be a local gig at the you know, the, the village hall playing in front of a load of whatever, or it could be a big festival and live TV or what. It makes no difference. I'm still going to play the same way in, in whatever environment. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to give it my all. And it's that appreciation. I think if you, if you can, I don't know, if you can be excessive in every, in every sense, do you know what I mean? Whether it be practice, performance, whatever, then you're going to get a lot of, you know, the more you put in, the more you're going to get out. Right. Yeah. No, no totally. That's the great. That's the idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish you fucking head off, man. No, I, I no, it's, uh, it's, a, man. it's not about me. It's about you, man. It's not. It's, <laughs> uh, I'm just asking the question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, I, you can make any drum kit sound like a million pound drum kit, in my opinion, after seeing you. So, yeah. But but do you do you have particular like brands that you use or like endorsements and stuff, or do you just play well, whatever? How does it work? On Glenn's gig. On Glenn's gig. I was I was I was using Ludwig. 
Cool. There was talk about getting a Ludwig endorsement, and it was all going ahead. Um, but obviously, since what's happened, um, I don't know. It's just, you know, we're not thinking about that at the moment. No. But I, I was at the I was I was at the Nam show. I was at the Nam show um, earlier this year. Oh wow! And I bumped in, bumped into uh, an old pal who runs Natal, uh, Craig. And uh, I I first launched the um, at the music mess a few years back. I launched the Natal snare drums. Oh wow! I did a demonstration doing all the stick tricks and all that. Yeah. And uh, from there, I mean, Craig thought that I was still with the company, and uh, and and I wasn't. <laughs> oh. I wasn't. He thought that because Craig had moved up in the ranks and done what he got to do. So basically, I saw them in. Um, I think it was January or February with the Nam show was. Yeah. So I've I've been offered the deal with Natal, so to you know, um, to be on their roster. So which I think I'll which I think I'll take up because I know the guys. You know what I mean? You know, it's 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 close to home, and I know the guys. So yeah, but I mean, how can I say? And I shouldn't really say this because you know when when you get endorsements and 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 you know. Oh yeah, they're the best drums, and I love this, and I love this head, and this, and this, and then. Product, 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 product. I yeah, get yeah. it. Right. Yeah, but yeah. see, see, with me, I'm going to tell you straight. I think you, sh as a drummer, doesn't matter what you're playing. Do you know what I mean, obviously, it's got to be reliable. It's got to not fall apart. X, Y, Z. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't. As a musician and as a drummer, it doesn't matter if you're playing a pot and a pan. You've got to make that sound fucking amazing. Yeah. Whatever that sound is that you're getting, you've got to manipulate that sound to be amazing. In whatever shape that may be, whether it be the rhythmical, the phrasing, the, the velocity, the touch, you know what I mean? The, the difference in the dynamics of the nut, whatever. You've got to give content to that. So it doesn't matter what the fuck you pick up in your, you know, a cup or a fucking, it's got to sound musical. Yeah. And that's my idea as a drummer. Do you know what I mean? So then if you then sit on a fucking 50 pound drum kit, you can still make that sound the bollocks. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're, you're just dealing with, you're not, you're not playing it. Forget playing a 50 pound drum kit. You're playing a sound. You play, you know what I mean? And out of a 50 pound drum kit, it might sound shit tuned up, but that shit sound could probably, the way you play that shit sound could probably turn into something quite good and quite cool. Do you know what I mean? Mm. A flabby old shit snare drum. Do you know what I mean? Boing, boing. But maybe you can use that boing in, a, in a certain way. Placement of the note, length of the note, you know, phrasing of that boing, that sound, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and manipulate that sound, turn it into something which is what you want it to be, not just let the sound be. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, totally manipulate it into something useful. To... Manipulation of sound. So yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter yeah. what, as a drummer, percussionist, whatever you want to call yourself, a rhythmical person, whatever, you should be able to make anything sound good. Yeah. So then when you do get a five thousand pound drum kit with all the fucking bells and whistles and all that, do you know what I mean? Then that should enhance because yes. you've got better sonic fucking colours to work with and different, you know, different paints to make your picture with, you know what I mean? And yeah. theoretically it should make you so but I've seen drummers who've got expensive kits and you know, they make them sound like a bag of shit. So yeah. do you know what yeah. I mean? It, it's not it, it's a very hands on thing, isn't it, with a it's not like with a keyboard where you can press the key and the sound, the synthesizer makes the sound. No. Do you know what I mean? It's a human element. And, it's, and that's the beautiful yeah. thing about the acoustic instruments. And don't get me wrong, maybe I'm shooting myself in the foot, 
electronics and technology has probably come along. Don't get me wrong. You know what I think of technology, Sean. Yeah. It's fucking phone working. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, you know, things can, um, it can, um, I wouldn't say better things because I don't think electronic drum kits have bettered anything. I don't think they've bettered fuck all. Do you know what I mean? They've got their own place and they might be uh, more useful in certain areas, maybe for editing or X, Y, Z or, you know. But the whole point of playing an acoustic instrument is to mani manipulate that acoustic sound. Do you know what I mean? Whatever it may be, a drum kit, a guitar, however. So you've got to work with the sound that you're given. So in regards to drum kits, what I look for in the drum kit is reliability, durability. Do you know what I mean? It's not going to fall apart. It's not going to break. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, with different woods, you've got different tones, X, X, Y, Z. But what you've got to think about is, where, okay, that's good for the acoustic sound. But when you stick a mic on it and you stick it through all the fucking effects and the processors and it goes front to house, that bass drum is not going to sound like it sounds no. on stage. Yeah. So, that, 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 so, that, so that the sound and the feel is for you. It's not for the fucking engineer because the engineer is going to make his own sound. He's going to make his, yeah, he's going to make it sound how he wants it to sound. Yeah. So that drum kit there is for your feel. Do you know what I mean? So dare I say, you can get a shit drum kit, but if you can make that shit drum kit feel good, then the engineer can fucking process that and make that drum kit and you're playing sound phenomenal yeah yeah so it's it's don't be fooled into like just because you have expensive gear it's gonna make you sound good no it all comes from you it does that's the whole thing it comes from you so that's 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 my outlook on things do you know what i mean so to top and tail it it doesn't for me it doesn't matter i mean i've been in, in places where they supplied me with gear that you wouldn't fucking do you know what I mean? yeah <laughs> you wouldn't look at twice but you get up you make it work you do the job do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and the audience haven't hasn't got to know if you're playing a fucking twenty no. grand kit. I mean, or, or you know, and half the time, a lot of people, unless they're musicians, they don't really care. They don't care. No, literally, <laughs> even even musicians don't really care. Do they? You might get. No, they don't. You, a, you go and tell a guitar player, look, oh look at this snare drum, man. This is a two thousand pound fucking babinga fucking mad <laughs> walnut fucking. He'll go, yeah, great. They don't care. Yeah. Can you not put that? Can you not put that fill in before the fucking second chorus, please? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Because it's I throwing know. me off. I'm going on this lick. You know, so it's you know. Yeah. But drum kit wise, I don't understand. Like I'm shooting myself in the foot. I'm just being honest. Yeah. No, 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 but, no. But but endorsement wise, gear wise, I'm going to say Natal because they're my mates. Do you know what I mean? Cool. And that's and I, I, I can just I can just be honest because I can sit here trying to say, oh yeah, man. This gear's so great, no, there's no, but there's plenty of other fucking people doing that. I'm just going to tell you straight, yeah. 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 <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I like good gear. I like uh, you know um, gear that's you know that's reliable. Yeah, I think that it's, is the most important reliability. Yeah, good quality. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know, because I, I wouldn't say that I have a particular favourite on on symbols or I like these symbols or I like this because if you start saying that, you start limiting yourself. Yeah. No, no, I understand that. So, you start limiting yourself. You say, oh, I only use Ks or I only use fucking, do you know what I mean, fucking two, two, 2002s pasty, you know what I mean? I, I only yeah. use those. Well, why do you only use those? Because that, that it's, that's limited. Do you know what I mean? And, in, and, and as a session guy as well, I've gone into studios where you turn up and they, they'll, they'll say, right, we're not going to use this snare drum. They might have a pearl snare drum, but then they bring out a fucking Ludwig. Do you know what I mean? Or they might bring out this one or this one. And it's not about the badge. It's about the sound. Yeah. No, no, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Especially in the you studio. Know, so, so as a musician, this is my point. As a musician, I'll play anything. Do you know what I mean? But as a drummer with an endorsement, I'll play in the top. Yeah. So, so symbol-wise, do you, 
do you like mix and match or do you just play whatever or do you do you, they don't normally well, provide them I was, for you I'm, I'm, I'm being, well if i my personal my personal kit yeah. right, that i use and i really like and i really really like yeah is a is a pearl masters bass drum right two two old vintage rogers toms right a 12 and a 16 and the snare drums are ludwig 400 Oh, nice, nice. And the two rack toms are brown, <laughs> like a like a rack, like a brown rack. And the kick drums are natural wood. The snare drum's steel, so it looks like a like a banana kick. Do you know what I mean? It's like a awesome. yeah. They call what do they it's call like a mix and match Je- jelly bean kits. They call them, don't they? When they yeah, yeah. mix and match. So, yeah. so I've got this mix and match hybrid of like different drums. Symbol wise, I think I've got a set of. Um, Oh yeah, on the left hand side, I was. This is on Blend's gig when I, when I first turned up and I just brought my own kit. Um, I had a set of A Customs 14s on the hi hats. Yeah. I had a K a K ride, um, and then I had a two stag crashes. Good symbols. And the reason why I had a two stag crashes is because I love the fucking trashing. And uh, no, I tell a lie. I tell a lie. I'm sorry. My left hand side was a stag crash, an right. 18 inch medium thin, which was for the money. Fucking, I think I give 80 quid or something for it. Yeah. What, what a symbol. Spread, just fucking tone. Sounded like a fucking, like a real, like a dark ride, you know, for the jazz stuff, you know. On the right hand side, this is no word of a lie. Ran by my mother's house, there's like a little walkway, like a little, um, like a little, through like a little wood place, right? I was walking through the wood with a friend of mine and I've, I've looked in the fucking hedge in the bush and someone's thrown a symbol in the what? bush. What? Straight up. Honest to, I, I swear to God, honest to God, there was a symbol in the bush. Insane. And I pulled it out. It's like an 18 inch. It had no fucking writing on it, but it's, and I played it and it sounded like a fucking Istanbul. Wow. And I was like, I was Yoink. like, this must be, this yeah. must be meant to fucking be, do you know what I mean? Or, you know what I mean? So, so I picked the symbol out the edge, took it back, put it in my fly case, and I started using it with length because it had <laughs> so much fucking just, do you know what I mean? And so I found, I found that other symbol in a bush. And that's, that's the God's incredible. Truth. That's incredible. That's the God's only truth. <laughs> God, that's, the, that's the truth. Yeah. So, who was so that was bush. my setup with Len. That was that was my setup with Len for the first, for the UK for the for, for the when I first joined for the UK tour. Right. When we started getting higher gearing, then it was all from there. It was all Ludwig's, right. all Ludwig's, all yeah. Ludwig's, um, and the spec was twenty. I think well, it depended. It was like twenty-four inch. Depending on where we went, but normally yeah. it was twenty-four inch kick drum, uh, fourteen inch snare, twelve inch rack, sixteen eighteen inch. 16 and 18 inch floor toms nice and the symbols were all paste 2002s oh, cool. all all across the top and that was the that was the generic that was the same wherever we went basically. sometimes i might have a 20 inch kick drum if it was a more modern ludwig kit which was supplied some kits that i had were like old vintage ludwigs but were like fucking brand new right. Do you know what i mean like you know like vista like fucking that was in uh where was that in poland and I see it, the kit looked brand new. And he was like, now it's from 1970. What a drum kit. What a fucking drum kit. Unbelievable. But then again, you know, because you're you're getting supplied with different kits all the time. Yeah, you get used to just making them work for you. There's a difference in feel. There's a difference yeah. in feel. Yeah. And the symbols, are, but even with the symbols, you know, even though it's the same brand, there'll always be a slight little difference. Like some hi-hats will be more responsive than other hi-hats. And yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? Slight, and yes, you know yourself, slight little different changes for a drummer. I mean, how many drummers do you see when, they, when they're setting up and there's, they just tilt the cymbal and it's just like a fucking, like a millimetre or something? Yeah, I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah. If but I have to. Yeah. That, that millimetre makes all the difference. Yeah. For Definitely. the feel and how, do you know what I mean? And how you feel within yourself. So when, you, when, we, you know, when we're travelling around, I'm getting supplied with different drum kits. Do you know what I mean? Even the heads might be same heads, but depending on how much they've been played, do you know what I mean? They feel different, yeah. There you go, because you, you stick a brand new set of heads on for the one gig. You might be doing two or three, two or three gigs in the same place or in the same area. You know, if you're in like Netherlands, you might have the same kit for the Netherlands. Mm. As those heads, unless you're changing them every day, and even when you do change them every day, there's difference. So I think you've got to be able to, it goes back to the point again, doesn't matter what you're given, you've got to be able to fucking play it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? doesn't matter what it is. And make that kit fucking... And that, that comes from the musician, from, you know, from from you. Not yep. from, just from the drum kit. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. I, 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 I never really wanted to get used to a kit. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and feel like, oh, I can only play on this. You've got to be able to play them all, man. No that's, I mean? no, that's really good. I think a lot of people who are used to playing their own kit need to realise that because... You know, yeah. you get to a point where you, you know, you're lucky enough to get to a level where people hire drum kits in for you, like, and yeah, yeah it's different every yeah. night. And yeah, I, I like I'm used to it now. But the first, like, when we started touring with the band, it was mainly using my own kit every night, exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And getting that yeah. angles as close as possible to what you want. That's that's yeah. one part of it. But at least you know, yeah, it's going to feel and respond the same and then it's a feel it is a yeah. feel thing isn't it it is a fit i mean even if, like if your hi-hat is just like what two centimeters too low yeah or just like open a little bit more open a little bit yeah, less yeah like, yeah it's yeah. all those little bit yeah just yeah yeah or if the, or if the clutch isn't quite tight enough or yeah yeah it's, totally. and it's mad or, or if the felt or if, if the symbol turns and it's not coming back in the right place or yeah all these different fucking things man makes a difference I mean? yeah it certainly does. It's feel. It's a complete feel thing. But, but, I made a conscious decision to be like, okay, well, it doesn't matter if I jump on your kit, yeah, and you and and your kit is set up for you. I don't give a fuck. You make it up. I will play it. <laughs> yeah. You see know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah, don't yeah. care. That's you know cool. I mean? if, if your snare drum is where you have to have it, and you, I mean, well, I'll work with that, and I'll adapt my technique to make that work. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know that's what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, that's that's it's the best outlook to have, you know. And I think, yeah. Well, if you, I mean, you watch Buddy Rich, like I mean, Buddy Rich when he went on these like the Johnny Carson show or something like that, and he say, "Hey, buddy, come come and play us a song." They say, "Okay, I'll come play." And then the house drummer would have to get off his drum kit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but the yeah. house drummer's drums would probably be up here like this. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Where Buddy Rich is, his snare drum was like fucking flat like this. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like angle up. But Buddy Rich would just get on the man's drum kit, not fucking move anything and, and blow him out the water. Class. That's the difference. On, the, on, his, on his own setup. Yeah, yeah. That's the difference. <laughs> and yeah. this, that, that, was the, that was the mentality as well. It's like, it doesn't matter what I'm playing, no matter what the, the brand is, doesn't matter what the setup is, how many drums you've got, how many little drums you've got. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. the thing is, you could, do, I mean, you, could, you could cover a gig on a kick, snare, high out and a crash. You can, really? yeah, 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 you can do it, kind of, yeah. Do you mean all the fills and everything, you know what I mean? And, you know, if you, sub, you know, substitute with the hand and foot combinations and all that, or even play the kick drum with the stick and, do you know yeah. what I mean? And, you know, all these different, you know, it's, it's just being adaptable. 
being spontaneously adaptable as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So all those elements that you've learned and all those licks and grooves and fills and all those different things, you can just apply to any fucking setup. I think that's, that's for me, that's, that's, that's my outlook. No, that's, I mean? that's an amazing outlook, yeah. It, it, then it opens up avenues as well. It's like I, I turned up and did a session the other day at a studio, Magic Garden, uh, Gav Monahan's place in Wolverhampton. Turned up and did this session, and the drum kit was there. The drum kit was set up. Um, I know that I'm going into the studio. I'm getting paid for the job. Um, so they want me in and out, right? That's what they want. They yeah. want the drums done. They don't want me sitting there fucking setting the drum kit, moving the drum kit for half an hour because then that, well, number one, it's cost them more money. Yeah. You know I mean, number two, it's killing the fucking vibe. Do you know what I mean? Number three, people do want instantaneous fucking results. You know what I mean? So I turned up the other day and I, the, he said, oh, the kit's over there. If anything, all I did was raise the snare a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Surely, but I wasn't moving this and moving that. Just pretty much left everything where it was. Fucking nailed it. Got the, you know, listened to the tune three times, made my lead sheet, went in, played it, got my money, went. Thank you very much. <laughs> and the thing is, the reason, why, and the, thing, the reason why I get hired is because I have that attitude. Yeah, yeah, and it's quick and, yeah. And there's no, there's no drama, there's no complication, there's no fucking like, oh, I've got, I've got this, or I have to do this, or I have to do... No, in, out, bang. Thank you very fucking much. <laughs> that's, yeah, know? that's inspiring, I think. People who are listening to, listening to this, who think, oh, you know, we've got some studio time coming up. You might think of it as, oh, we've got all that time to make a sound. But like, yeah, time is money at the end of the day for whoever. Time is, well, pay, especially when someone's pay paying you to get yeah. a job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. The thing is, you know, if I go into the session, they go, oh, that's right, today, well, we, what we're going to try and do, we want to get drums down for this track, but we've got, I don't know, we've got fucking two string players coming in as well to put the, you know, to overdub these parts. They want you done and dusted. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And they want you in and out because that time is money. And whoever's doing the session or whatever, do you know what I mean? They don't want to be hanging around with you trying to get fucking takes. You've got to get in, be efficient, and give them what they fucking want. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then yeah. if they if they say to you, okay, can you give me variation? Boom, there you go. Give them variation as well. But you don't be, you know, oh, there's a, you've got to get in and be direct and to the point. That's that's what I found in, in, in the job. Do you know what I mean? Because the drummer's not the most important person in the band. The guitarist is not the most important person in the band. The whole important thing is that is again, like this podcast, the song, yeah. what you, you know, what you bring in is the end product. So, you know, you might think, Oh, going to the studio and oh, I've got to do this, or I've got to be this certain way, or I've got to do these certain things or to make me look like I'm a professional or this. listen, the best way to be professional is get the fucking job done. Yeah. Simple. <laughs> right. Get in, get out and don't waste people's time and money. Do you know what I mean? Be nice, be reliable, and don't be a fucking liability. Do you know what I mean? Let people get on with what they got to do. But whatever you provide has got to be like, bang, up there. Do you know what I mean? And the way you get to that level as well is by doing your homework, practicing, knowing your genres, knowing your styles, having your technique down, being, in on, on, being on your game. Do you know what I mean? So then when you apply that to whatever you're doing, you can give the, the, most, the most you can give. You know what I mean? In the That's quickest time. Exactly. Yeah, and that's amazing, man. That's really good advice. So thank yeah. you. For, you know, you look at any of the top session guys. You know, like Vinnie Colliuta and people like that, or Steve Gadd. Apparently, Steve Gadd. There was what I think it was Asia. You know that tune Asia by Steely Dan. I know it. Yeah, yeah. I think he nailed that in one take. Right. And sight and and sight ready. 
That's incredible. Sniffed off his fucking head. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? And the reason why he was sniffed off his head is because he had so many fucking studio sessions in the daytime. That he, you know, that he'd do that to stay awake. Crazy. Apparently. This Apparently. is the stories I've heard. Apparently, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You can, you know, because people can look at these, you know, I mean, I, I used to. You look at legendary players and you think, wow, and this and that, and you get this idea in your head. But when it comes to reality and real reality, you know, these players are just getting in, doing the job, do you know what I mean? And then busting off to the next place. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, in, in those days, the more studio sessions you could do in the daytime, the more money you earn. Of course, yeah, of course. So you don't want to fuck about it, you want to earn, don't you? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You know I mean? But on the same token, you, you don't want to... Uh, cut yourself short you want to give them and you, you don't want to misrepresent yourself you want to be the best you can so what do you do you be the best you can by yep. having being on your game so no matter what's thrown at you you can fucking nail it do you mm -hmm. know what I mean like Steve Gave went in and nailed that section like with, with a solo and everything improvised solo in one take apparently that's what I've heard I might that's be wrong but I've, that's no okay I'll, I'll look into that that's a... yeah. but I'm sure I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure I'm right but I'm listen you see videos of Vinnie Collier and people like that going in and doing sessions and reading the chart and all that. And they ain't fucking about, mate. No, no, no. They ain't, oh, no. They ain't fucking about. Do you know what I mean? And it's, and it's that attitude of like, do you know what I mean? Rather than having it, there's no ego there, is there with them? There's no, no ego. Obviously, apart from preparation, doing your homework, learning the songs, do you have, do you have any like warm-up techniques or anything like that? Like, yeah, you know? I do, yeah. I do. You've got, listen, you've got to warm up. I don't give a fuck who you are. You've got to warm up. Simple as that. If you're touring and you're playing two, three, four, five shows, uh, you know, a week or whatever, do you know what I mean? You've got to warm up, man. You've got to warm up, yeah? And what I generally tend to do is just nice and steady with a practice pad, a nice, simple little practice pad you can put into your bag with a pair of sticks, yeah? You can take on your carry-on luggage and the whole, you know what I mean? Yeah. Get a pad, sit before you go on stage, like an athlete, you must warm up, right? If you don't, you will fuck yourself up. And it's as simple as that, all right? And you, but you've got to warm up in the correct way. Start steady. And then, yeah, so what I tend to do is just basics, single strokes, work the wrists, yeah? Nice yeah. and steady, bounce, rebound, bop, 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 right hand, left hand, nice and easy, bop. Bop, maybe two together. Bop, 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 bop. Nice and steady. Let it rebound. Nice and relaxed. Open up. Do you know what I mean? No tension. No nothing. You just let everything start easing up and flowing. You get onto a drum kit, right? I don't care who you are, right? You play. And I've done it. I play. I have played shows without warming up. Yeah. And maybe it takes two or three fucking songs to warm up and you feel stiff. But you know what? Because you're high, because you're high on energy and all the adrenaline's running. That's when you start getting cramped. And repetitive strain injuries and just fucking blisters and shit like that. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. no good. You know, but what you got to do, if you warm up beforehand, you're loose, you're limbered. So even if you're buzzing and the adrenaline's going, you just had half an hour just getting used to staying loose and limbered. Do you know what I mean? So you're not just going to hit the stage and just suddenly tense up. Yeah, yeah. You're going to, that adrenaline is going to feel that looseness, right? And make you fucking fly and pull things out of you that you think, whoa. Oh, well, you know, where's that yeah. come from? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you'll have a better so show. You have to. You have to. A minimum half an hour, you know, to, you know, to an hour warm up before before oh, it gets. Yeah, yeah. Because when you're, if you think about it, when you're on stage, you know, you're playing full on for an hour, an hour and a half, and you, you just bam, bam, bam. You've, you've got to, man. You're going to get problems. You're going to yeah, get yeah. problems. So 
Yeah, yeah. General warm, even if you just sit there for half an hour doing single strokes, right? Because a lot, everything that we do really comes from this, comes pretty much from a singular wrist motion. Yeah. If you think about it. Yeah. Like your single strokes, even a double stroke comes from a, when you get up to speed, yeah. comes from a singular wrist motion because you're applying the rebounds where you get two hits from this from the singular motion. Even a group of three. Mola. Okay, even even molar method, down tap up, down tap up, eventually turns into one motion, da 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 that one flow. Yeah. So even if we just do single hits, da 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 like a timpani player would do, single strokes. And then work that up. You don't the worst thing you can do is get onto a pad and start fucking blazing. No yeah, good. No good, no good. Steady, steady, warm up, limber up, stretch, you know. And stretch. even if you want to do a couple of stretches, well, yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, for the back and all that, do you know what I mean? And my neck, I get a lot of problems with the neck, I do, like the neck tensing up and it might be because, it, because I, I play like that. Like <laughs> yeah. Heads going and it, you know yeah. right? like, Again, you've got yeah. warm up, limber up, just, you know what I mean? Just, yeah. Don't just get on the drum kit and fucking flail it out because you yeah. will hurt yourself. Especially, you will hurt yourself. Yeah. No, no. I, I, I've had a few little niggly injuries over the years that I blame on mm. drumming. But yes, you know, I'm sure I could have reduced them. Like I do yeah. warm up now and I do my stretches, yeah. stretch routines. Yeah. Um, in some situations, it's, it's wise. Yeah, some situations it's difficult. You know, if you've got a changeover, you've got to spend twenty minutes putting your kit on instead of the other guy's kit. That's the problem. Yeah. I think like I've always found over the years and maybe a lot of other drummers at my level find that you, you, you're busy doing that. And that, yeah. you know, you can hurt yourself doing that. You're lifting bass drums over the, yeah, over the yeah, top of the yeah. stage. And, and of when, and that's the, op, the optimum time where you should be, like, like you said, warming well, what up. You do, up. Well, what you do, what you do is this, what you yeah. do is this. If you're, if you've got a changeover at nine o'clock, yeah. And you've got a 10 minute changeover and then you're on stage at quarter past. Yeah. Warm you start your practice, warm <laughs> up at eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're gonna be warm up and 10 minutes moving drum kit around, you're already warm. Yeah, that's true. I mean? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You yeah. get those yeah, and just before you go on, you just continue. Yeah. Two or three minutes like that, then you've just topped it back up. Then you're back cool. in the game. You're still limber. Good. But whatever no, you do, that's good advice. Warm up before. Warm up before. Make whatever you do. Make time. Don't stand around and watching the fucking support band. Or I know. It's so awkward, isn't it? Because like, yeah. Or you know, because at the end of the day, you've got a job to do. Yes. You know when it comes to the job, when it comes to it is your job. Yeah, that, that's, that's right. You're not being rude. You're not being yeah. ignorant. You're not being egotistical or shut yourself away or being antisocial. You're doing your fucking job. You're the drummer, mate. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. And to be honest with you, the guitar player should be warming up as well. Yeah, everyone the should. Bass player should be warming up. Yeah, the fucking yeah. singer should be certainly warming up. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even more so the singer, because if that muscle goes, then you're all fucked. Yeah. And the gigs are cancelled. Yeah, no, no, I know what you it's mean. It's done, man. Because you know what? You know, a drummer, a drummer can play through with an injury. You can just, you can get through it. You, you can, can yeah. Oh, the pain, or oh, whatever. You can yeah. get through it. But the singer, you're fucked. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. guitar players, you know, if you're guitar players, man, there's cramp for guitar players. Do you know what I mean? You know, it's... It's all you, whatever you're doing is physical, right? It's a physical thing. You're using muscle groups, you know, and you've got to make sure that those muscle groups are warmed up, ready to go. Because if you don't, you're going to fuck yourself up. And it's as simple as that. Yeah. Simple as that. And, and, and the thing is, it's all right doing it if you've just got one gig on a Saturday and then your next gig's next month. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? 
That's yeah, all right. It's not so, so bad. You're doing fucking three shows on one day off. Three shows on one day off. Mate, you're going to feel it after yeah. three weeks to do it all. Yeah. You're going to feel that shit. You know what I mean? And yeah. I've seen it happen. And I've seen people with fucking, you know, plasters all over their hands and their fucking hands look like they've been through the, to the butchers. You know what I mean? Just because they haven't been practicing or warming fucking up. Fucking warm yeah, up, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warm up. Assess yeah. your technique. Assess it because technique is like a vehicle. This is the way I look at it. Yeah, yeah. Technique is like a vehicle. If you've got an old banger of a car, right? Which, you know, when you, every time you're jumping, you turn the key and you think, fuck me, is this going to start? You ain't getting nowhere, are you? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. If you've got a motor that's well-serviced, it's got plenty of oil in it, do you know what I mean? The tyres are good on it, do you know what I mean? Everything's tickety-boo, lovely, lovely. Do you know what I mean? You can go wherever the fuck you want. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right, isn't it? So no, service man. yourself and make sure that you... Because it doesn't cost you anything. No. And you know what? Forget about all the gadgets and all the gizmos and all this, and, you know, these pads that make you practice from the... Listen, you have got to fucking do it yourself. Yeah. You've got to do it yourself. Do you know what I mean? And a lot of the time, bringing things down to basics, brass tacks, simple ways of looking at things and cutting all the bullshit out. Do you know what I mean? You know, like all these different gimmicks, practice pad, uh, you know, with the, this built in or that built in or, you know, wear gorilla snot or fucking, yeah. you have these mad gloves on you and all. Fucking rubbish. Rubbish, <laughs> man. Get a pair of fucking 5B Vic Firths, right? <laughs> Stand yeah. a pair of fucking sticks because you can get a pair of pair of 5B Vic Firths anywhere in the world. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you That's can. the other thing as well. You know what I mean? You know, okay, I understand playing. Oh, I like this this stick because it's got a certain taper on the neck or I like this stick because of it. Because, fuck it, get a stick which is generic. Make yeah. that work. Now, if you get stuck, you know what I mean? If you're in the if you're in Bolivia and there's only one music store, That's nine times point. out of ten they're gonna have a set of it first. You know That's a I mean? good point. Yeah, very good point actually. Yeah. There's the other thing. So it goes back to the point as well. It's down to technique. Make everything that you've got work. Yeah. And and and, and gaining great technique and gaining fucking great ability is for free. All you got to do is sit there and put the work in. That's yep. for free. Never yeah. mind buying all this and this gadget and that gadget and this gizmo and this thing will make you play better. Bullshit. It's all bullshit. Do you know what I mean? Fucking stick, <laughs> pair of sticks and your ability. And that's it. That's it. That's amazing, man. Thanks so much. Uh, that's, I did see you had a, um, just mention it slightly in case anyone wants to watch it. There's a documentary about you on YouTube. Yeah. Um, uh, what was that? Like, I did how did like you? You obviously consented to it because you're in it, the entire thing. Yeah. What, what was it? You know, what was the deal with that? What was that for? I feel that. Well, just a couple of lads approached me and said, "Look, we've got this, you know, this thing production thing, and we want to make a documentary, and we think you're an interesting character, and yeah. we'd like to follow you around for a while." So they did. So they did, and um, yeah, it's up on YouTube. Is it the? Um, is it Express yourself. It's called I think Express so. yourself. I think I say, yeah, yeah. It yeah, comes up when you put your name in. When you put your name in YouTube, it comes up. Yeah. So. They followed me around. I was working the West End and Yeah, and they did like an interview in a the, the interview in the tattoo shop, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah. If anyone wants to watch it and have a, have a little look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm not really like you. You get to see some good footage, footage of you playing and stuff, so it might be interesting. Yeah. Or just put in Glenn Hughes, Ashy and Glenn Hughes drum solo. And you can yeah. Find it. Yeah, that'll, yeah. That'll, that'll be a good one. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. No, it's cool. I, I, 
you know, in preparation for this, I thought, oh, I better watch this. But yeah, it was have a little look. Yeah, yeah it was really look. cool, man. It's I mean, cool. there's a few things. There's a few things online. I mean, how can I say? With the whole like promoting yourself and pushing yourself, and yeah. I've been, I've been it's a bit fun. lazy to be honest with you, because I've had so much good work already coming in. It's like if it's like if you fucking if you know, you know. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah, why do you need to? Yeah. Yeah, and and a lot of the work that I've had is always, it's always come from like, rather than me trying to push out, and I know there's one thing to be said for it, and a lot of players, like people like your Jojo Mayers and people like that, you know, have have put themselves on a pedestal and, you know what I mean? And there is that element of like, you can go out and and be like the the clinician, which don't get me wrong, if, you know, if, if opportunity came up, Man, I'd fucking put you do it? as good as yeah. clinic as good as clinic as anybody else. Do you know what cool. I mean? It's you know, and but I've I've always I don't know I've always been working. Yeah, exactly. Fortunately, <laughs> fortunately, it's like so. So with the whole thing, like oh, you've got to get a website, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. I'm, I'm well, what's the fucking point? Because I'm already working with a fucking rock and roll, yeah, all the fame legend. Do you know what I mean? And you know, I'm already in a successful, well known indie band. Do you know what I mean? And I'm touring and I'm I'm doing it. and if you know what I do and you want to get into it you'll find it naturally anyway. Yeah. Know, rather than trying to ram it down people's necks, but I don't know. I'm just a, a simple kind of fella. Do you know what I mean? I, I you know I love I love what I do. Take every day as it comes. If they're paying, I'm fucking playing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. And 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 that's it really. You know what I mean? You know maybe I will put a website together. Maybe I will start doing a few things. Who knows? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I'm just enjoy. I just enjoy everything as it comes, you know. Yeah, like, right, yeah, like, yeah. Like with the Glenn Hughes gig, you know, that just came, came out of the blue, really. Just came out of the blue, you know. You I never know what's around the corner. Thing. You know, and, and then, two, yeah, well, that's the thing. I'd never planned to be on tour with Glenn Hughes for two years, traveling the world. You know what I mean, I was intending to travel the world on my own, like doing my own shows, you know what I mean? Which, which is what I've been doing for years, but within the space of like 48 hours, boom, you're in a band and the schedule's gone from that to that. Yeah. You know, so, I, but I like that. I like that uncertainty. I like, I like in a way not having a plan. That's cool. You know I think I mean? that's really good because I'm, I'm one of these guys, I not, you know, just going somewhere with my missus. If I haven't got a plan, like it, it freaks me out it. It, Well, this yeah. is right. I'm yeah. trying to improve it. I'm trying to improve it. I'm trying to be like more spontaneous yeah. and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. yeah, man, when it, when it, like I've been, you know, I'm really lucky to be in a band I'm in, you know, we're, you know, that I'm oh, yeah. being professional. Yeah. I, I understand that, you know, we've had a, a massive kind of um, advantage. Do you know what I love to say? Do you know, know what I love to say when I see, yeah. you know what I, I really love to say when I saw, when I saw you yeah. playing, you know, the Orban? I love the fact that it was all family. Yeah, yeah. Right. Apart from the singer, we're all family. I, I, yeah. I really did. I thought, I thought, how fucking lucky is that? Do, yeah. do, do you know what I mean? How, how great. You know, and from your dad's point of view, he must be very, very, very proud of you, lads. Do you know what I mean? Because at the end of, you know, at the end of the day, and I'm not just saying it. Please believe me. I'm as yeah. straight as I come. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I can tell. Kid, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If I don't say something, like, do, you know, do you know what I mean? It's, honestly, it, it was so nice to see great a great band but then you go well that's that's phil's lads there in the band it just, i don't know for me it just made it a little bit more yeah that's cool yeah it touched the art a little bit you know well, yeah I, I think i think a lot of people have the same feeling when they watch us you know well, yeah i think 
I think some people might hear, hear of us and not realize it is a family thing. And then they come to a show and then they realize, oh, it's just the three sons in the band. That's like, that's incredible. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Which, anyway. is, fucking, yeah, which, which is incredible. Yeah. It is incredible, man. Yeah. You know, to have, and, and, you know, I mean, and you can all play. You know what I mean? That, that it ain't like you're just in the band because you're like, you know, you feels lads. You know what I mean? Yeah, you we, can we, all. You know, we've all been play. playing all our lives, you know, so. <laughs> We've, yeah, yeah. We've worked hard, but yeah, like what I was it's saying. It's a rare thing. We, we've got I mean, you know, yeah. Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons, it's a rare setup. Yeah. It is. I mean, I mean, you know, apart from the Jackson Five, I don't know. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's been done before a few times, you know, but it's not, it's not completely unique, but. And the Osmonds. Yeah. But, but you know what I mean? <laughs> but, 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 but how many people are in a, like, a full on rock and roll band like that with, you know, how many, how many lads are in the band as you? As it's, it's me and my two brothers, and then my yeah, dad, and, dad. And, then, and then the singer and then is not singer. related. Yeah, he's not related, but... Um, yeah, but the fact really that you've got yeah. you and your two brothers and your dad. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lovely thing, you know. It really is. I mean, I'm quite family-orientated. I'm a bit of a sentimental old fool, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, if I could go on tour with members of my family, then I'd, I'd be over the... Yeah, but it, it, that's what's that's the only thing we that sucks is me, my mum. She's on she's at home on her own on her own when yeah. we're on tour and like we feel sorry for her. Yeah. Um, yeah. But otherwise, yeah, we get to hang out and we hang out more on tour I, than we do at home, so it's great. I think it's, it stems from me because all my family travelled together performing. Yeah, do you know what I mean when they, when they came from Ireland? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they were all family together performing in the same shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's I suppose similar. it's a little similar. It's yeah, it's sort of a similar thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. Because it is. I mean, you know, because I mean, I mean, talking about like the gypsy thing and all that. I mean, the, my my heritage and my my family history. You know, we're Irish travellers. That's you know, I'm very yeah. very very proud of that. Good. But if you look at bands and music, it's a very nomadic way of life as well. Do you know what I mean? It's you know, you get on a tour bus, you travel from one place to another, you set up, smash the place. Yeah. 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 It's it is it is a traveling life, you know what I mean. Yeah. And but if you can do it with like family as well, then you're blessed, aren't you? You're blessed. Yeah, we're, I'm very lucky. You. I know I'm very lucky, so you know I I I don't take it for granted at all. Uh, yeah, yeah love it. So yeah, to come to the end now. Then what? This is a difficult question. I ask this to everyone. So if yeah. you if yourself was on drums, who would be in your dream band? Dead or alive? Be in the dream band. Yeah, with you uh, on drums. Uh, my dream band. My dream band. My dream band. Who would I have on the dream band? Uh, um, I don't know. You don't know? I haven't got a fucking... I, um, I don't know. Sorry, I, don't I, put, know. You on, it, I it put you would, on the spot. <laughs> you are, it, it would be, a, it would be a, a, a quite a big band. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you can have horns and whatever you want in it, you know. It would put, I'd have, all right, okay, I'll have Miles Davis and John Coltrane in my horn section. Class, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have, um, who would I have on guitar? Guitar player, guitar player, guitar player. Who would I have on guitar? Let's see. Django Reinhardt. Nice, nice. I'd have Django Reinhardt on guitar. I'd have uh, Jacob Pistorius on bass. Oh man, he's like my yeah. favorite. I I, yeah. I I I um I used to play a lot of his stuff because I, I I used to learn when I was like sixteen, fifteen. I can't remember what exactly. I I had bass lessons. I had bass lessons before yeah. drum lessons. Yeah. 
And then yeah, yeah. I got into all that jazz fusion stuff and Jacko was yeah. there. So I learned, learned some of his stuff. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Like Teen Town and all that. And yeah, yeah. Looking, I, I never oh, nailed that yeah. one, but I tried. You know, I played <laughs> two bars of it, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Portrait of Tracy, I could, used to be able to play that. Do you know that track, yeah. Operator Tracy? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can play all that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not. I'd have a bit. I need a bit of practice to go back to it, but yeah. I used to be able to. Do um, it. Unbelievable, Jack. Yeah, Jack again. Just, you know, so I'd have him on bass. Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd have myself definitely on drums. Um, what what we got? Keys. Who do we have on keys? Chick Corea. It's, it's, it's all jazz based, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> I'd have Chick Corea on Alex Acuna on percussion. Nice. Have him on percussion. No, I don't know. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I'd have Pete Lockett on percussion. Okay. Yeah. You know Pete Lockett? You know I Pete know. Lockett? Yeah, yeah. He does a lot of the kind of, well, yeah. African ethnic kind of sounds, isn't he? And stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was looking at, I, I had breakfast with him in India as well. I met what? him at a gig in India. Yeah, man. Fucking, I was doing a, a corporate gig in India and he was oh, playing wow. on the same gig. So I ended up having breakfast. What a fucking geezer he is. Um, um, unbelievable. Unbelievable he is. Unbelievable. So I'd have, I'd have him on percussion, Pete Lockett. Yeah. Or... Have them both. I, I was gonna say, I was gonna say chill up Gertrude, but chill up Gertrude is uh, he, he yeah he'd probably be a bit busy. And I'd have um, <laughs> I'm playing one, playing one. Hey, what, what else have we got? So guitar player, guitar. There were Django Reinhardt, Jack Pistorius, Miles, and John Coltrane on horns. Actually, I'd have um, what's his name. Or whatever that yeah uh Arturo Sandoval on, on second trumpet as well for the high screaming bits right I don't, I don't who is he uh, one of the best Cuban trumpet players ever okay. Arturo Sandoval unbelievable okay. unbelievable unbelievable um who else I'm not just coming out with fusion names to try and sound fucking no 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 I, you know it's a world I'm not I know some of the you know the main guys like that yeah. you've mentioned like, I'd have know. I'd have um all of the Dubliners you know the Dubliners? I don't actually. <laughs> Sorry. Right, the bank called the Dubliners. I'd right. have them in because I'd have Ronnie Drew, uh, Luke Kelly. They'd be doing some vocals. I don't know how it would fit in with these jazz fusion phase. It would be a right. It would be a mad fucking. Be unique. That would be a mad. Yeah. Um, and I'd probably have Shane McGowan as well. Awesome. I'd probably awesome. have Shane McGowan as well because that that would be like mixing and rock white. I don't know. Um, it's so hard, man. Oh yeah, it's an open-ended that's question. A fuck, it's meant, that's a it's meant to be hard. That's, that's a very, very, very awkward question. Yeah, it's just that's interesting to see what people say. I, I've been fascinated so far, like the the variety that come up. You know, I think uh, yeah, sounds good a to me. The, I mean, a lot of the top players that I, uh, you know, kind of stem from that world. Do you know what I mean? That fusiony kind of yeah, yeah. Um, but then from like that Irish folk, I tell you what, listen, if you ever want to have a look at something being pressed by something, drummer or not, there's a video on YouTube called um, The Octopus Jig. Okay. And, it's, and that's the Dubliners. Uh, and, and as musicians, I'll tell you what happens. One, one guy's playing banjo, one, one guy's playing fiddle. So what they do is they swap hands, right? So the one guy's hand is playing the fiddle, but his other hand is playing the right hand on the banjo. Oh, and my the other God. Guy, 
right hand is playing the fiddle and his left hand's playing the banjo. So they swap over. And then the and then the other guy puts a tin whistle in the man's mouth and he's while he's playing both instruments, he's playing he's blowing the whistle, but the other guy's fucking playing the keys. And then on top of that, the other guy gets a pint of beer, puts it in the other guy's mouth, and he necks it, but he, he, the timing of it, he necks it right at the end of the song. You've got to watch. That's a, I, I'm going to put it on straight after this now. Yeah, yeah, the octopus jig. Octopus yeah. jig. So I'd have those guys, I'd have those guys in the band as well, doing whatever they wanted to do. Yeah. And it would probably be, it would probably be a free form. It would just be free form. There'd be nothing planned. There'd be nothing written. It would just be turn up and just improvise. It'd be a very improvisational kind of setup. Do you know what I mean? Sounds amazing. I think, yeah, I think, it, and that, yeah, if you put those kind of lineup of people together with those mixtures of fucking, you'd come up with some crazy fucking Celtic fusion sounds. I think. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, there's so many players. I mean, I could list so many fucking players, but I think off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, that's you know the first ones that come to mind. That's you know that's all we need, man. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's incredible because obviously they're the ones who stand there the most, and they say. Yeah, exactly. You know? and that's the reason why they yeah. come to you first. So. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's amazing, yeah, that, that, that'll, be, that'll be my super group. That'll be my super group, I think. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, well, thanks so much for taking the time. I know it took a while to get started. Um, Fucking hell, we, yeah, we, yeah. We, we got there in the end, so no, really We got there in it. the end. It was worth it in the end. Yeah, and... Um, Hopefully, well, uh, I, hope I, haven't, I hope I haven't chatted your fucking ear off and bored the hell no, out mate, of you. you know no, I, mean? I want to, you know, it's been, it's been, actually, it's amazing actually, to be honest. So, I always try and make little sound bites, sound bite videos to promote, and I'm like, I, I don't know where I'd start with this one. There's so many <laughs> potential ones I could choose from. But uh, yeah, man, it's, I'm just trying to be as honest as I possibly can. Well, that's all, that's all I want, and I just want your story and. You know, adv- yeah. any advice and just, you know, that's the whole point. And I think it's going to be really My, enjoyable. And any advice for, for drummers, you know what I mean? You know, it, it's just fucking, just do as much as you can. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And just take every, whatever comes, take it, grab it and smash it. Simple as that. That's, that's the way the man says. Now that's amazing, man. Thanks so much. Um, Thank you, Dan. And uh, check check the videos out on YouTube as well if you want to see more. See see Ash playing. I'll probably post them up on on my social media pages as well for you, because you don't even have to bother searching. <laughs> make sure you uh, make sure you send your my regards to your dad and your brothers, man. Send them yeah, will do. You will do. Yeah. Thank you. Proper. Run for the song podcast. <laughs> I'm sure you all enjoyed that episode. Ash is clearly a born entertainer with all the skills and technique and make a great drummer who can show off when needed, but knows how to hold back and just drum for the song as well. Please check out his bands, especially the Dead Sea Skulls. I really got into this stuff. I thought it was really good, kind of catchy rock music with a little bit of a punk edge. But if you do want to check out Ash kind of showing off his skills. There's a few YouTube videos of him playing drum solos with Glenn Hughes. But I think he's a great example of someone that's just worked super hard all of his life to become the great player that he is. And now he's getting, you know, the opportunities that he deserves. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to check me out on social media. You can follow Drum for the Song on Instagram or Twitter, or I have personal accounts on there, Dane underscore drums. Or you can search for Dane Campbell Drummer on Facebook, or join the official Drum for the Song Facebook group. 
Well, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. I've enjoyed making it, especially this episode. Uh, if you'd like to support the podcast even more, you can sign up for my Patreon page, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash drum for the song. Patreon is a great website and app where you can sign up and pay a small donation every month to support my podcast. And in return, I will try and give you some bonus content and exclusive content that no one else will see as a thank you. At the moment, I have four different tiers on there, starting from £1 a month and ranging up to £10 a month, with you know different benefits depending on how far you're going. But yeah, some of the, the bonuses are monthly bonus episodes, and I've just actually recorded one a few days before this, so that should be ready to go by the time you hear this. I can also give you access to these podcast episodes a day or two earlier than everyone else. I do a monthly group Q&A video call via Zoom. And the top tier, which I have a few patrons for at the moment, is called the Groove Master. And for that, I will offer you a guest list ticket to a Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons headline show at some point down the line. And I'll give you the opportunity to ask one of my future podcast guests a question and give you a thank you shout out. So at the moment, I will give a shout out to Rudy Pauly, Dean S. Monaghan, Dan Hurst and Gareth Richards. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks for the support. I hope you're still enjoying the podcast and your exclusive content. But if you don't like the idea of making a monthly donation, it's all cool as well. There is an option via Acast, which is the program I use for the podcast. You can just make a one-off donation if you want to say thanks or you know buy me a coffee or a beer. You go to supporter.acast.com forward slash drum hyphen for hyphen the hyphen song. Any support is greatly appreciated, but of course the podcast will still remain free for everyone. While you're still here, I could ask a few of you if you use iTunes or Apple Podcasts or anything like that, if you could leave a review for the Drum for the Song podcast on there. You can give me a five-star rating and a nice written review as it helps with the search results. Or if any of you have got an account with YouTube, I've got a channel on there that you could subscribe to. And the little extra bonus of that is that you can actually watch the conversations that I have online via Zoom with the drummers. And sometimes it can be quite interesting because, you know, they use hand signals and things like that. And it's quite cool to see the guys in action. But I think that's all for this week. So appreciate your time. Thanks for listening and getting this far. And if you haven't checked out any of the older episodes, please do. There are episodes with Nigel Glockler from Saxon, Ryan Richards from Funeral for a Friend, Matt Sorum from Guns N' Roses and Velvet Revolver and The Cult, and Moose Thomas from Kill the Lights. And he also used to be in Bullet for My Valentine. So again, thanks for listening and don't forget to drum for the song.